Nick, 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 Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. And I'm Andrew. And this is episode 100, finally. Pretty unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about your favorite episodes today, as voted on. Yeah. None of this is about our picks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll we'll give some of our insight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this was listener-generated, listener-voted. Um, so the way it kind of worked was it's been a six-week process. Uh, the first two weeks, people just submitted episodes of their favorite things across 12 different shows. Um, and then the next two weeks, we narrowed those, what you, as you'll see, giant lists to four per per show. Uh, and then we had the final voting, uh, the last two weeks of voting for your favorite of those four episodes. So m- maybe some crossover with things we like and maybe yeah. not, but it's uh, really interesting to see what you guys kind of deemed the best of yeah, the best. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll give our input. We're going to call a few of our friends, uh, list, uh, people you've heard yeah. on the show. And then uh, we also asked some of our, um, I guess, most loyal <laughs> listeners, people who have been with us kind of since the start and written and um, communicated with us. Uh, they also wrote some letters and recorded some stuff that we'll be uh, reading and listening to to kind of see what they like. So it's yeah. uh, <laughs> it's just a jamboree of <laughs> Nickelodeon episodes. Yeah. Uh, before we get going, we have a little bit of breaking news, so I'll I'll sound that air horn. Uh, what's the news? Oh man! Uh, along with the Are You Afraid of the Dark movie that's coming, uh, there's also going to be an Are You Afraid of the Dark miniseries. Yeah. Go along, coincide with it, I guess. Um, yeah. News broke on Valentine's Day that um, not not just that, but all that too is coming back. Uh, uh, executive produced by Keenan Thompson <laughs> and Kel. <laughs> Um, but yeah, which, which could be good, (laughs) but I think we're more, a little, a little more enthusiastic about the the promise of the, are you free of the dark uh, miniseries? (laughs) Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, man, I, it's like, uh, the Twilight Zone remake. Um, it's just, uh, worrisome, but (laughs) like every time something like this comes up, it feels like. Oh man, this could be the time yeah. where they get it right. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's pretty exciting. There's a lot. To, I mean, there's a lot to play with. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll be interested to see whether they rehash old yeah. stories or whether they just totally go new. Yeah. Um, it's always fun to like see a new twist on an old story. Definitely. Um, though, if they mess it up, it <laughs> you know really kind of stinks. Don't you mess up dangerous <laughs> soup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so we'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. It's supposed to come out somewhere either, we're not sure, like right before the movie or right after, I think, yeah. is the plan, yeah. which makes sense. Um, and then we'll also keep an eye on what's happening with all that. That seems maybe even more like already in the works. Mm. Um, so we'll see what cast of goofballs they put together. And yeah. <laughs> um, So... Before uh, we start, do you want to just run down the shows that sure. people were able to vote on for this? Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about Ah Real Monsters, Ren and Stimpy, Hey Dude, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Rocco's Modern Life, Clarissa Explains It All, The Adventures of Pete and Pete, Doug, Salute Your Shorts, Keenan and Kel, Rugrats, Hey Arnold, and uh, 
big orange couch episodes. Yeah, yeah. And this will uh, so we'll we'll tell you the final four what made it because that's not known yeah. yet. The final four that made it for each. We'll say the winner. We'll talk a little bit about if you know if those were our final four, which would maybe be our favorite. Do we agree with you guys? Maybe not. Um, also share other episodes that were nominated but didn't make it, uh, didn't move forward. And then, like I said, we'll be sharing listener thoughts. Um, and we'll start there. Uh, we'll start with a letter from our old pal, Endless Alexandra, or Alex. Uh, and she says, Happy 100th episode, blowholes. Thank you. Uh, when asked to share my feelings on what 90s Nickelodeon episode meant the most to me, this one came to mind. Hard Day's Pete from The Adventures of Pete and Pete. I put this with the Goonies on beauty. <laughs> uh, it really captures that longing and mystery that Pete and Pete were masters at. I especially loved little Pete climbing onto the roof, pointing his Krebstar 211 toward the sky and saying, Come on, please be out there. Please. Oh, yeah. I can't, uh, I can't begin to express how relatable that is. This episode also feels like a love letter to Mark Mulcahy, who is my Elvis. Uh, all in all, a beautiful episode, uh, Alexandra. Yeah, that's yeah. really nice. Very, yeah. very good. Um, man, I do love that. Uh, him on the roof out there at night. Yeah. Searching the skies. Did you ever have a song like that as a kid um, where you'd heard it and desperately um, wanted to hear it again? Man. I think that it happened to me, but there's nothing that was so impactful on my life that I recall it now, I guess. Okay. Uh, did you? I did. Uh, oh. It was, um, I think I may have talked about this before on here, but it was Fountains of Wayne, Sink to uh, the Bottom, yeah. which had played on um, a VMA Awards going to commercial. Like, it was just like oh, a wow. segue to commercial song, and I heard it. And I remembered it for years. Like, it was in my head, that that melody. And then eventually, I don't know how I stumbled across it, but it felt like just finding <laughs> so good. treasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was one of those songs that really stuck out to me. Actually, when this uh, when the Polaris album came out, finally, that was kind of like that. Yeah. It's like, wow. There's a whole I, album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, and then we also heard from Justin. Justin sent us a little audio, so we're going to take a listen to that. Salutations, Gut Buckets. I'm Justin, and I'm here to talk to you about my favorite Nickelodeon episode. It's quite the stressful task to sum up an entire network of great memories and choose only one definitive episode. So after days of thinking this through and rewatching the episode of Think Fast, where, where Carlton and Anita square off against Sean and Latoria, yeah, it became clear to me. My favorite episode had to be The Tale of Laughing in the Dark. Without question, Are You For The Dark is my all-time favorite Nick show. And even though this might not be the definitive best episode in the series, it's the first one I think of when I think of 90s Nickelodeon. I enjoy the cold open that only occurs a few times during the series. The sights and sounds of the amusement park and the creepy carny guy give me a fun summertime feeling. Coming from a small town with not a lot going on, the carnival was something we always looked forward to as a kid. The episode itself doesn't really scare me. I certainly don't have zebophobia, but I think I'd forfeit any bet the second my dish of spaghetti turned into cigars. Aside from the amusement park in general, it's that final room with all the colorful doors that sticks in my memory. I remember feeling anxious to see if Josh would escape the funhouse unscathed the first time I watched it. As I said, I think there are better episodes in the series, 
But the first image that pops into my head when I think of Nickelodeon is that giant Zebo character smoking his cigar. So for me, it is the most fun in the park when you're laughing in the dark. <laughs> oh, man. Well done. Yeah, yeah, really. Did he have you for a second with Think Fast? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. But, yeah. but this is also a good pick. Um, yeah. yeah, really great episodes. Very, um, yeah, a lot of the visuals he mentioned really do just stay yeah. with you over the years. And it does feel like... Um, it d- feels like a real uh, carnival yeah. that came around. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Really good pick. Thanks for sharing that with us, Justin. Um, so we're going to start getting into your picks. Uh, and we ordered this actually by... Um, so we're going to start with our least voted on shows all the way to our most voted on. Uh, and the, the show that um, accounted for the least amount of votes was Ah Real Monsters. Uh. Um, not by a lot, but, you know, just uh, not quite as much as the other shows. So... Uh, it boiled down to our final four. Our final four for Ah Real Monsters is History of the Monster World. Uh, this is an episode where Grumble teaches students about their proud heritage. <laughs> uh, this is your brain on Ickis. Ickis, while trying to give Simon the Monster Hunter a nightmare, gets sucked into his brain. By the way, I should say these are uh, some IMDb <laughs> summaries. <laughs> Uh, the Switching Hour, uh, Ickis, Crum, and Oblina hit the human world on Halloween night with disastrous results. And The Monster Who Came In From The Cold. Uh, this is uh, Oblina infiltrates the human race in a human suit. Uh, when the suit malfunctions and she thinks she's human, Ickis and Crum have to rescue her. Um, so, uh, should, do, you, are you, do you want to find out? Yeah. Oh, all yeah. right, all right. <laughs> uh, so our winner is... The switching hour. Mm. Ah! Oh, this isn't Ickes. It's a little boy. You looks just like Ickes. You look just like Ickes. Don't eat me, don't eat me. Oh, we don't eat humans. Who knows where they've been? We'd be left to scare. Are you monsters? Yep. Ah! Monsters! Nice <laughs> work! Of course! We're not monsters. But you're hairy and weird looking, and you smell really bad. Thanks. Look, I'm Oblina, this is Crumb, and we demand to know what you've done with our friend Ickes. Ickes? You know, small chap, big ears, color of fresh brooms. Does he eat garbage? That's him. I've seen him. I made my costume to look like him. Well, if you're here, that means... It means my brother's in big trouble. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, great pick. Yeah. Uh, love the episode. Yeah. Um, I... It maybe feels like one of the biggest episodes, like it's, most expansive, I guess. Yeah, it's the first. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the pilot, so kind of in that way, it really sets up the whole world for yeah. you. And I'm sure they played it a ton, so yeah. it might have that staying factor. And it's got that um, like Halloween happening yes. in the episode, which is great. Just yeah. a really memorable uh, thing. Yeah. Um, did you, uh, of those four, is there one you're most inclined to say um, you'd pick? Yeah, I decided the switching hour of those okay. four, actually. Yeah. Uh, the um, This Is Your Brain on Ickes was very close. And even History of the Monster World were really good, but switching hour just feels so, like, just really gets the whole feel of the show right off the bat. It just I don't know, it feels yeah. like a great episode. Yeah. Uh, that would be my pick as well. Um, that one with 42%. Yeah. 
Um, there were four other shows, uh, nomin- or four other episodes of Our Real Monsters nominated. That is Monster Blues, uh, Cold Hard Toenails, mm. Mayberry UFO, and The War is Over were also nominated by our listeners. I do love Cold Hard Toenails. <laughs> that episode in particular stuck with me throughout the years. It's so weird. Yeah. Like the guy hoarding his <laughs> jars of toenails. For sure. Um, do you... Uh, do we want to do another letter here? Sure. Uh, this one's from Ivy Boy. He says, Deciding the perfect Nick ni- perfect 90s Nick episode was not an easy task. So many, so many fantastic memories that stir up childhood memories that remind you where you were when you first viewed them. Whether it's the first time you heard Dr. Vink with a vuh, 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 <laughs> confronting the tough questions of a 90s youth like, what to wear to the Nirvana concert with my mom. Or, why the cheese is the best character on the show. <laughs> However, there can only be one. This show not only captured all the essence of 90s Nick, but also had a firm grip on many other aspects of 90s pop culture. Tackling subject matter that broke down the borders between adolescence and adulthood, and renowned even today as the best kids show of the decade. Pete and Pete had it all plain and simple. It taught us valuable life lessons through whimsical plot development, punk rock cameos, and a kick-ass soundtrack. Pete and Pete truly embodied everything the 90s represented, a true freedom of expression for all age groups. I have chosen Farewell My Little Viking Uh as the all-time best 90s Nickelodeon show. The episode centers around Little Pete and his relationship with Artie. In my eyes, this episode demonstrates why so many of us continue to hold on to the spirit that 90s Nick embodies. Artie is more than just the strongest man in the world. He represents that kid in all of us. The part that we choose to not let die. Farewell, my little Viking blurred the line (laughs) of kid-to-adult themes that make us return to these old shows time and time again. I think one quote from this episode explains why Farewell, My Little Viking is the best 90s Nick episode of all time. Artie had a way at looking at the world that made everything a little bit stranger, but also a little bit better. Mm. Thank you guys for all that you do, and cheers to a million more episodes. <laughs> Your friendly neighborhood Viking. Wow. Thanks, Ivy Boy. Yeah. That was really nice. Um, yeah. Another great pick. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a two-parter, but episode. I really think it's one. I mean, they aired it in two, yeah. but it's it's just a solid whatever 45 minute episode yeah um yeah man when that came out it was kind of crazy for a kid's show like really i mean the show itself was changing in this big way that didn't really happen yeah saying goodbye to a major character um and making it like sad but also uplifting kind of at the same time yeah like this this needs to happen for little pete yeah yeah (laughs) come who he needs to be yeah um yeah really good uh, well, like we said, we're also going to give uh, some of our friends a call. So, uh, should we give Alex a call? Yeah, let's do it. Hello. Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks, <Karen>. <laughs> <laughs> Um Have you been thinking about your uh, top '90s Nick episode? Uh, yeah, I think I. Decided. <laughs> nice. Um, what was it? Was it tough, or did it kind of come come right come to you right away? Um, honestly, it came to me pretty quick. I mm. think uh, the show was pretty obvious for me. Mm. Uh, 
Well, that I mean, that seems like a good sign, like something that's just like yeah. it's got to be this. Yeah. Uh, what did What did you end up going with? Um, I ended up going with Pete and Pete, uh, the Nightcrawlers. Oh. oh, I thought you were gonna go. Are you for the dark? <laughs> um, cool. Well, I mean, Pete and Pete so much. I feel like uh, kind of gives a lesson in every episode, so it's like seems very memorable for that. Yeah. And then on top of it, I just feel like that episode really encapsulates like how being a kid in the '90s like felt and some mm. of the you know minor struggles as well as hanging out with friends. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you ever? Did you ever attempt like Little Pete an all nighter? Uh, an all nighter for sure. I don't know about uh, the. 11 days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the better point. He was going for the record. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the, in that episode, the, the visuals of them getting tired and, like, uh, Clem, like, growing a beard. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, all of it was pretty good. Yeah. I that one a lot. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Uh, that's all there is to it. We're just, <laughs> we're just yeah. looking for favorite episodes. Cool. Well, thanks a lot for talking to us. All right. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All, all right. right. See you. All right. Later. Yeah. Nightcrawlers. A great pick. Yeah. Fantastic. Not gonna. Not gonna argue not it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, next up, uh, what was our next uh, next show as far as voting? Uh, the next lowest amount of votes that came in uh, was Ren and Stimpy. Um, the episodes that were up for debate were Stimpy's Invention, mm-hmm. Sven Hoek, Fire Dogs, and Space Madness. Yeah. Um, all pretty different. I mean, different lengths. Yeah. A lot of variation on kind of... Um, I mean, you have, like, huge episodes and, like, short little Yeah, stuff. definitely. Very, pretty interesting picks. I'm kind of surprised by Fire Dogs a little bit. I mean, yeah. I know it's a kind of a well-known episode, but just a little surprising to see it on there. Yeah, made it in. Yeah. Um, so. The winner <laughs> was Space Madness. You know, they say sometimes people go crazy on these long trips. They get the... Space Madness. <laughs> Space Madness. Mr. Science Officer, commence relaxation period. Aye, aye, Captain. Well, it's break time. We're not on duty for another six years. So what do you want to do? Why don't we just spend some quality time together? With 49%. Yeah. Uh, great pick, I think. Yeah. Um... Really awesome episode. I think for me personally, that's what I would have picked. Yeah, uh, as the top of those four. Um, I love that. Just like, I mean, I like space in general, I guess, but just the <laughs> s- surreal imagery in that episode and uh, Ren going out of his mind is just a really great sequence. For uh, sure. So I yeah, I love that one. Yeah, uh, I I kind of guessed that would be yours. <laughs> I, I Ren and Stimpy's one where. Um, you know, I didn't revisit a lot, but these were all four episodes I did kind of know. So to me, it yeah. you know made some sense. Um, my pick probably would be Sven Hoke, mm. um, is my favorite of those four. Uh, 
just love that expectation of Ren thinking he's getting this, you know, dignified (laughs) (laughs) relative, and then just the bonding of uh, Stimpy and Sven. It's just a lot of fun. Um, Sven Hoke and Fire Dogs actually ended up tying for third, so there's not really a fourth. Uh, Space Madness, Stimpy's Invention, and then Sven Hoke and Fire Dogs tied. Um, Other really close contenders for Ren and Stimpy, uh, Hermit Ren almost made it. Mm. Love um, it. Stimpy's cartoon almost made it, and the little, uh, yeah. the littlest giant uh, oh. almost made it. Uh, and the other ones nominated, but you know, didn't get into the at least semifinals was Haunted House, uh, yeah. Jerry the Belly Belly Button Elf, uh, Stimpy's Fan Club, Insomniac Wren, House of Next Tuesday, Son of Stimpy, <laughs> Nurse Stimpy, Stinky, the Royal Canadian, uh, Kilted Yaxman, and Stimpy's Big Day. Yeah. All good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. Space Madness reigns, yeah. according to our listeners. <laughs> uh, we have another listener letter here. Um, uh, this one's from our old pal Jacob. Uh, he says, Dear BOC, to me, picking my favorite 90s Nick episode is equivalent to someone picking their favorite child. <laughs> it's unethical, time consuming, and someone's going to get their feelings hurt in the end. But this is your 100th episode we're talking about, so I decided to begin a journey to figure out my favorite 90s Nick story. I researched, cried in frustration, and researched again. I re-examined the best shows of the decade and even delved into Nick Jr. Oh, Jacob, what are you doing? (laughs) You know what? I made a choice. Sure, it feels like I've betrayed most of the stories that have made me who I am, but hey... One shouldn't cry over, cry over spilled orange soda. <laughs> My favorite episode, drumroll please, cat dog talking turkey. <laughs> uh, no, Joey, don't have a heart attack, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's really Arnold's Halloween. Uh, is it the best 30 minutes of 90s Nickelodeon ever? Not even close. I know many episodes from both Pete and Pete and Are You Afraid of the Dark that are better in terms of overall story quality. But does it represent the sheer insanity of 90s Nick at his heart more than any other episode from that time? You betcha. Everything about Arnold's Halloween is what Nickelodeon stands for. It was aggressively strange, zany, and memorable in both its scope and comedy. The idea of a whole city mistaking a group of trick-or-treaters for actual alien invaders in a War of the Worlds style scenario is just something that only 90s Nickelodeon could ever come up with. Uh, And besides, it's a Halloween episode, and you guys know how much I love Halloween. Happy 100th episode, you guys. Have a round of slime on me. (laughs) Sincerely, Jacob. (laughs) Thanks, Jacob. Yeah, thanks so much. Nice one. Uh, I like that people are going with the, like, episodes that... Um, stuck with them or like did something for them personally yeah know? like not trying to pick out the technically best episode maybe or you know right yeah it means I, and to me that is like that should be a favorite yeah. episode is something that kind of means something yeah, to you yeah. um, so that's really cool uh, always great to hear from Jacob uh, yeah yeah really nice letter <laughs> Uh, okay, well, let's move on to our next show. Uh, this time it's Hey Dude. Um, that's a show that after posting it, I realized doesn't have, like, a lot of iconic <laughs> episodes. Yeah. But, um, but people voted. Uh, and so our final four for Hey Dude ended up being, uh, Battle of the Sexes. Uh, IMDb says, who's a better writer, a better cook, better at, uh, catching fish, Ted and Danny, or Melody and Bradley? Uh, we also had Double Date, 
Uh, jealous of the relationship between Brad and Kyle, Ted asks Melody out in an attempt to make Brad jealous. Uh, we also had ghost stories. It's a rainy night at the Bar Nun, and the kids entertain themselves by trying to scare the wits out of each other. And then finally, Murder, he wrote. Mr. Ernst and the staff plan a murder mystery night to raise money for the ranch. Uh, and so our winner ended up being... Ghost Stories. <laughs> when I was at camp, whenever it rained, we used to sit inside and tell ghost stories. Oh, no, not that. Please, I hate ghost stories. Why, you get too frightened? No, just the opposite. I never get scared. I think they're really stupid. All right, well, this one is really good. It's really scary. You're going to love it. Okay, it all starts one dark and stormy night. This woman is driving along a lonely stretch of highway, and all of a sudden, the guy in the car behind her starts flashing his high beams on her. Yeah, yeah, the so guy she... in the car behind her is a cop, and he's trying to warn her that there's a maniac in the back seat with a knife, right? Yeah, how'd you know? I went to camp, too. I've heard them all, Mel, and quite frankly, that one didn't scare me the first time around. Is uh, is this uh, so? In, in one with fifty four percent, a huge margin <laughs> compared to a lot of our categories. Yeah. Is this an episode you remember? Um, I you know what I rewatched these episodes, mm-hmm. these bottom four. Okay. Um, and I remembered things about this one and Battle of the Sexes specifically. Okay. Um, but I ended up picking this one as well. Okay. Um, ghost stories. And I think it's probably just because it's like it's got that scary element, so it's mm. something to latch on to <laughs> in the episode. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, and it's pretty good as far as uh, the "Hey Dude" stories go. Like it's cohesive, and <laughs> I appreciate the fact you went back and <laughs> checked it out. <laughs> I, I I also went back and checked out some of these. Um, so ghost stories would have been your pick. Yeah. Um, I went with Murder Hero. Mm. That was the one that kind of yeah. stood out to me. It was a little zany. And yeah. They're putting on a little, <laughs> you know, a little uh, murder mystery. I liked it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Good use of Danny in that episode, oh, I yeah. thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I also, I think of these, I remember Battle of the Sexes the most. Yes. Um, for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so, but really the, uh, memorable uh, Ted performance in that episode like, yes he's such a jerk oh it's boy just, it yeah. sticks with you <laughs> and and um danny too a little bit I yeah, mean, they, yeah. A lot he's of, going along a with lot Ted's. of gloating yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 um other episodes that were nominated uh, include superstition employee of the week ted and brad get handcuffed our little champion take me to your leader bunkmate battles and war which i think war is the last episode of the show um, so, but, uh, not a ton that I, it's not like the other shows where you hear the title and you're like, I yes. love that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So that's Hey Dude. Uh, we have another, nice. um, listener audio here and this one's from our old pal trivia boy. Uh-huh. Hey, Andrew and Joey. It's, uh, Andrew, or you might know me as a uh, trivia boy from Twitter. Um, Thanks again for this uh, awesome opportunity to uh, speak on the Big Orange Couch podcast. It's been a dream of mine ever since I heard your first podcast to make it on here. So uh, thank you for making this dream come true. Um, So my favorite episode of 90s Nick, this is the hardest question anyone has ever asked me in my entire life. So I had to think about it. Um... And I 
I'm going to go with an episode of my favorite 90s Nick show, which is uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And it's the first episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark that I ever saw, The Tale of the Super Specs. It, um, it's still kind of, I mean, that concept, man, where you put on these uh, x-ray specs and then you see those uh, interdimensional black clothed beings like in your house, in your school. I mean, that's weird, man. Uh, and then that scene where they were all playing basketball and they had the black basketball is classic, man, classic. Um, and then great performance by Sardo in the episode. Um, really kind of an Are You Afraid of the Dark staple there. And then uh, the ending where they, uh, the not-so-happy-ever-after, where they get caught up in the crystal ball. Uh, just great stuff, man. Really, really creeped me out back then. So um, that's my pick. I'm going to go with uh, the Super Specs. Um, thanks again, guys, for this opportunity. Uh, I am available for uh, hosting if you ever need it, when you ever get sick or anything like that. Uh, please feel free to... No, I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, no, thanks, guys, and I look forward to uh, your future episodes. Nice. Yeah. Really nice to hear from Trivia Boy. <laughs> it is, yeah. And I know you have to be pleased with that pick. Yeah, I'm glad somebody's finally given that episode its due. Um, yeah, really great one. Just so creepy. Yeah. Those guys in the in the uh, black all-black suits. I, I agree. I agree. I, I never loved the episode as a whole, but um, I definitely agree with the creep, creepy factor and just the the idea of it. Yeah, the yeah. idea there's all these pe- weird things around you right. that yeah. you can't see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great pick. Yeah, very good. Uh, and then we have a letter. Yeah. This one's from Heather. She says, okay, I've made my decision. My two favorite Nickelodeon shows are Salute Your Shorts and Are You Afraid of the Dark? So I knew my favorite episode would come from one of those shows. With that being said, I'm going with The Tale of the Dream Girl as my favorite (laughs) 90s Nickelodeon episode. Andrew looks very pleased. (laughs) (laughs) Great pick. Um, While this isn't one of the scariest episodes, I think it's a great story and one of the better acted from the series. This episode really stuck with me in one very small part in particular. When Johnny gives his sister the ring at the end, he places it in her palm and then closes her fingers over the top of it. I have no idea why, but that visual stayed with me. At one point when my husband and I were dating, we were talking about Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I told him about this random little scene that I never forgot. When it came time for him to propose, instead of putting the engagement ring on my finger, he placed it in my palm and closed my hand over it. (laughs) (laughs) Now an already awesome Are You Afraid of the Dark episode is just a little more special to me. Congratulations on 100 episodes. Wow. That's pretty, yeah. That's incredible. Talk about another one that, like, you know, that's about as personal as yes. you can really get. touched your life. I mean, yeah. yeah, Dream Girl became part of your proposal. Yeah. <laughs> if a... only you had that fact when uh, debating Melissa. Yes, that really would have swayed it. <laughs> it, in, it in, romance-wise, it inspired your proposal. Yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so thanks, Heather. A lot of Are You Afraid of the Dark Love yeah, so far. Definitely. Yeah, uh, Which leads us to our next show, I believe. Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> Um, so the final four Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes were The Tale of the Ghastly Grinner, Tale of Dead Man's Float, Tale of Midnight Madness, and Tale of Laughing in the Dark. Um, just to recap these episodes real quick, yeah. these are the uh, IMDb synopses, which are pretty <laughs> funny usually. Yeah. Um, so Laughing in the Dark, a kid named 
Josh decides to prove that a fun house isn't haunted by stealing the nose of the clown who is supposed to haunt the place. He learns that the story isn't fiction when Zebo pays him a little visit. The Tale of the Midnight Madness, Dr. Vink helps an old movie theater in danger of closing by showing a special version of the vampire classic Nosferatu. Mm. Tale of the Ghastly Grinner, a young comic book fan artist unleashes a villain from a rare comic book who turns people into laughing zombies. In the tale of the dead man's float, Zeke and Clarice find an abandoned swimming pool at their school where a secret is contained. <laughs> Pretty good. I like that so much of these uh, like summaries include like go out of their way to mention the character a, a boy named yeah, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like it really matters. It doesn't that doesn't matter at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but uh, okay, for I mean, un- without a doubt, four very, uh, I don't know, classic yeah, episodes of Ready for the Dark. Uh, what's our winner? Really strong. Um, the number one pick was Tale of Laughing in the Dark mm. with 36%. Okay, I shouldn't have taken your nose. I'm sorry. There, it's all yours. And, uh, just to show there's no hard feelings, cigars. <laughs> All for you. It's the most fun in the park when you're laughing in the dark. <laughs> so not a huge, not as quite as big of a victory the last couple, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was very close for uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark. Um, actually, Ghastly Grinner and Dead Man's Float ended up tying for third, so there was no, there yeah, was no fourth. Um, I mean, we've talked a lot about all these episodes in different ways. We did yeah. um, a Laughing in the Dark versus, we did a Dead Man's Float versus. Um, I think you picked Midnight Madness as your favorite all time episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Ghastly Grinner comes up every so often. Yeah. Um, so. Do you agree I, with our listeners, Laughing in the Dark, or are you, um, are you sticking with I'm Mid- sticking with Midnight Madness. For okay. me, personally, uh, that was just... But all these really, like, affected me. Yeah. Um, Tale of Dead Man's Float maybe the least, because it came the latest, I think. Yeah. But um, all of these, like, at the time, were uh, really just, I don't know, life-changing in little ways. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, just something you've never seen before, kind of. And just hearing the name... <sighs> Like, those are all episodes I hear the name and immediately I can think yeah. of the episode. Yeah. Um, or that's not always the case. But uh, there was a whole lot of episodes nominated for Are You Afraid of the Dark um, from people. So close to making it. Uh, two episodes were very close to making it to the final four. Just missed out, uh, which was Tale of Dark Music mm. and Tale of Dream Girl. 
Um, just missed out. But uh, also in running for the semifinals was Night Shift, Super Specs, and Pinball Wizard. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And other episodes nominated, but that didn't make it quite that far, was uh, Tale of the Chameleons, Tale of Old Man Corcoran, Tale of Silversight, Tale of the Hatching, wow, Silversight. <laughs> Tale of Dollmaker, Tale of Captured Souls, Tale of Apartment 214, Dangerous Soup, Phantom Cab, uh, Door Unlocked, Curious Camera, Cutter's Treasure, Prom Queen, Frozen Ghost, Vacant Lot, uh, Badge, Bookish Babysitter, Station 1091, Stone Maiden, and Nightly Neighbors. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you were surprised by several of us. Yeah. Um, but a lot of a lot of different picks. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting. A wide spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, oh, I, I should say my pick would be, uh, we've already done our favorite Are You For The Dark, so my favorite was Laughing In The Dark, so I'm, I'm with the people here. <laughs> uh, just a very creepy kind of unsettling episode yeah, where you don't it, really know what's it's definitely what's great uh do you want to try someone call yeah. someone uh hello hello <laughs> hey blowhole oh there it is <laughs> that's how i answer the phone all the time yeah <laughs> anybody <laughs> your your boss calls <laughs> So we're we're uh, knee deep here in listeners' favorite episodes. Uh, been hearing all sorts of different stuff, but Melissa, the question on everybody's mind is: What is your all-time favorite episode of '90s Nickelodeon? Uh, that's very nice of you to say, but I don't think anybody's wondering that. <laughs> <laughs> and the ones that I wrote down, I've talked about on the show before, so this hmm. probably won't be very shocking. Um, but I got Are You Free of the Gar- Dark, Ghastly Grinner, of course. <laughs> that is that, that's the one? It's the one because I tried to think of episodes that I remember without researching anything. Like just episodes that had stuck with me over these past 20, mm. 25 years. And that's one of them. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I think I know every line from that episode. It's always my favorite. Wow. And... What else? Are a lot of people saying that one? Uh, I think you're the only. Yeah. So far. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. We just we just did uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark category and Laughing in the Dark one. Oh. But yeah. Ghastly Grinder was in the finals. Yeah. yeah, it was in the final four. Hmm. Well, I like Ghastly Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Next. Um... I really do love that Rugrats episode, uh, Runaway Angelica. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that... But I mentioned it, and I'm mentioning it again. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really good Rugrats. Yeah, it is. I really like it because, I don't know, it's just every kid wonders what they would do if they actually ran away. Yeah. And it was kind of, it was cool to see a kid actually do it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, not actually. It was a cartoon, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then, what else was the other one I was thinking of? Um, oh, I don't know the name of it, but I was thinking of Dog. And the one episode I really remember liking was when, I can't remember the name, when Judy was had a huge crush on this, on this 
guy, I can't remember, but Judy was obsessing over this guy and trying to impress him. And, oh, yeah. Um, maybe it was Roger. Oh. I don't know. You can cut all this out because I really don't know what I'm talking about. Well, there's two up. I like, I like that because Judy was usually kind of tough and like played it cool all the time. She's very cool, but she totally lost I... her cool. She was very. Is that um, is that the one where she invites him over to the house and it all goes wrong? Maybe. Okay, that's my favorite I mean, episode really of Doug. There is one where she. Uh, there is one where she dates Roger though. Yeah, yeah. So. Maybe I'm mixing them all up, but I was a fan of Judy of the Judy episode yeah. of Doug. Cool. Okay. Yeah. But maybe I was a girl looking for. Looking for some female representation in Nickelodeon. <laughs> a girl just looking for her Roger Klotz. <laughs> <laughs> and I married him. <laughs> just joking. He's sitting right next to me. <laughs> uh, we'll be he's, wearing a space, he's wearing a Space Jam t-shirt. Oh, nice. Oh. Nice. Uh, we'll be calling him soon. <laughs> okay. And that's it. That's all I got for you. Cool. Well, thanks. Yeah, that was great. Of course. Okay, bye, Melissa. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs> bye. See, uh, bye. See ya. See ya. All right. More Are You Afraid of the Dark Love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think there's going to be much more to be had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, why don't we take a look at another letter here from a listener. Yeah. This one is from our pal Cynthia. She said, Adults should really be class action sued for the amount of emotional damage they inflicted by making up stories about mirrors that transport us to other dimensions. They really thought they were being clever, but if I got paid a decent wage for every hour I spent awake as a child staring at a mirror across the room while nearly peeing myself thinking of the demons on the other side, I could probably finally pay off my student loans. Are You Afraid of the Dark's Tale of the Lonely Ghost blew my mind as a child and is currently the only episode to make me cry as an adult. (laughs) My four-year-old doesn't flinch at Zeebo, but ran crying from the room at one glance of the Lonely Ghost. It was the third episode of the series, right after uh, the classics uh, The Phantom Cab and Laughing in the Dark, and helped solidify the show as a must-see. It also turned me into a (laughs) full-blown insomniac. (laughs) Cynthia. Yeah. Great pick. Yeah, Lonely Ghost. Yes. Um, One I would like to revisit, it's, uh, I think I mentioned, either on Scariest Characters or episodes, I think episodes for Are You Afraid of the Dark, that, that as a kid just oh, yes. that idea of being alone in a house at night and a ghost approaching you yeah that's like so vulnerable but maybe menacing yeah she looks very scary yeah. when you don't know the intention and the um help me yeah uh, being written backwards very yeah freakish being in that feeling of being trapped in the room like yeah. Oh, just <laughs> kill me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Man, yeah. good pick. Yeah. Good pick. Yeah, very good pick. Uh, we also have uh, an audio here. Uh, this mm. is from our buddy Zach. Uh, Zach um, isn't a regular writer, but he has contributed art to the show, yeah. uh, including our Dream Girl versus uh, Dead Man's Float episode. So he's a really talented artist. Um, he's You can find him on Instagram, uh, Zach, Zachary Jackson Brown. He does some are you afraid of the dark stuff uh maybe not to spoil (laughs) anything here but yeah let's let's hear from zach 
Hey Andrew, Joey, Melissa, and everybody out there in uh, podcast land, this is Zach. I wanted to thank you for asking me to record my favorite Nickelodeon episode of all time. And after thinking about it for a while, I've decided that it is Are You Afraid of the Dark's tale of laughing in the dark. To me, uh, it is the quintessential episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark. Whenever I hear other people talk about the show, that's the first episode I think about. And even though I really, really like the Ghastly Grinner, I do feel like since that's an episode from the first season, and I just feel like it was done so well, especially not really showing the monster all that much. I think that's one of the strongest suits of that episode. For me as a kid, I I couldn't figure out if it was the clown dummy that was going around and doing things inside the kid's house and kind of stalking him or if it was a ghost of the real clown. So to me, the idea that it was the, you know, the animatronic dummy was a little bit scarier, but it was still really one of my favorite episodes. And I'm sure like most people, I was afraid of clowns as a kid. So this episode just helped to reinforce that fear. And I really think it's cool that the creators of Are You Afraid of the Dark didn't hold back from looking into things that really did scare kids. So that's my favorite episode. I really appreciate you guys uh, asking me to uh, call in or record. So uh, can't wait to hear what other people's favorite episodes are. Thanks. More love. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Man. Yeah. It is good. Um, <laughs> that's a great point, though, that, um, like, what is Zebo? Is he the, the, the mannequin or whatever, or is he... An existing clown yeah. that can like kind of come from the um, yeah. carnival house. Yeah. I always debated that because there's so much stuff in, as we know, Josh, the boy's name's Josh, uh, in his house that seems like it has to be a physical moving yeah. thing. And then there's also, I've heard people propose that, um, you know, it's the guy who played, it's Dr. Vink, but in this episode he's not Dr. Yeah. Vink. Um, you know, he's the carny outside the house. Is he kind of the living embodiment of Zebo? Yeah. You know, do, do these kids only see him? Um, yeah. yeah. Leaves Man. a lot of questions. It does. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, great pick, of course. I mean, yep. Yep. respectable. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, let's get into another show here. Uh, our next up is Rocco's Modern Life. And uh, it came down to, uh, like, like the rest, the four episodes, um, and our finalists were uh, Rocco's Modern Christmas. IMDb says when elves move in across the street, Rocco invites them and all of O Town to a Christmas party. Uh, we also have um, Wacky Deli. In order to get out of his contract with his network, cartoonist Ralph Bighead hires fans Rocco Heffer and Filbert to create a surefire failure of a series that much to his dismay becomes a success <laughs> uh we have who gives a buck uh which is Rocco goes shopping to the mall with his new credit card those are those IM- those are those imdb <laughs> descriptions yeah. i love uh and zanzibar which is o-town begins a massive musical recycling campaign interesting final four yeah yeah um but our winner was 52% Wacky Deli. What do you mean? Creating an idea for an animated show must be so easy. Oh, Hef, you know nothing about it. 
No, really, I'll show you. It could be about, uh, mm, deli meats. Hello, Mr. Baloney. <gasps> Look out for Mr. Butcher Knife. Oh, no, get away from me. Ah! <laughs> hey, Home Slice. Hef, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. An idea like that would get Ralph kicked out of his contract. What was that? I said then an idea like that would get you kicked out of your contract. I think you've got your finger on the pulse of America. I do? How would you and your little friends like to help me create my new show? Really? We could help? Excuse me, son. Are you crazy? Asking those idiots to help? They'll ruin it! Exactly, Dad. If I let them do my new show, it can't help but be a failure. They'll have to let me out of my contract, and then I'll be free. I don't know, Rock. This sounds like work. Yeah. Like deli. yeah. Uh, that is that is an episode I remember watching with you. Uh, vividly. I mean, I, I don't know if it was the first time I saw it or not, but I just remember us sitting and watching it really kind of howling over, <laughs> over the stupidity of what was yeah. occurring. But uh, just... A great storyline of, oh, yeah. um, and kind of a classic one of employing people to screw something up and only yeah. finding more success. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, w- was Wacky Deli your pick, or would you go with something else here? Yeah, I went with Wacky Deli. Had to. Just so good. Like it feels like a a bigger Rocco episode. Mm-hmm. Like it's expanding the Rocco universe or something. Um, like almost like it's all could have been a movie yeah yeah um but just such a great episode yeah um, i also really like zanzibar um of course yeah but what did you pick? i went with who gives a buck wow um, That's... <laughs> <laughs> uh it's the episode i really uh it's like one of the earliest episodes i remember watching and going i think i like this show huh. um just i when we did our writing episode yeah. i definitely worked in the hotel mall just that setting Man. I really love. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, that was an Man. episode that really stood out early for me. I think as a kid that really confused me about uh, credit cards and just like <laughs> how this works. Yeah. Like watching this episode, like I don't get, <laughs> you just buy stuff on credit and then uh, yeah. it gets repossessed. <laughs> Probably not the best economic, maybe it is a good economic lesson. I don't know in retrospect. Um, and then we talked about Rocco's Modern Christmas uh, about a yeah. year and a half back, so uh, you could check also out that a good episode. episode. Yeah, uh, yeah, really. Uh, one of the, I think one of the best holiday specials. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other episodes to be nominated, uh, I guess we'll cl- we'll just call them close calls. Were Gutter Balls, Magic Meatball, Heifer in a Handbasket, Bedfellows, Spitballs, and Super Frosted Frights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't realize there were so many episodes with the word balls in it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then nominated but didn't make it to the semis was Who's for Dinner, I Have No Son, Rocco's Happy Vermin, Pranksters, Ed is Dead, Skidmarks, Flemrock, With Friends Like These, Heckenback, Sailing the Seven Zs, Camershy, Turkey Time, Wallaby on Wheels, Mama's Boy, Keeping Up with the Big Heads, Pool Day, Popcorn Pandemonium, Junk Junkies, Hut Sut Raw, Snowballs, and Boob Tubed. 
a lot of a lot of nominations yeah. with Rocco, yeah. Uh, and a lot of great episodes. I mean, just going over those is making me <laughs> think of some ones we're, I want to rewatch. We're going to pause and <laughs> just watch a little Rocco right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, so uh, Wacky Deli. That's a yeah. big winner. <laughs> uh, let's check out another letter here. This one's from Sean. Um, we love hearing from Sean. He says, hey, BOC cast. First off, I've got to cheat a little bit and give you two answers. I have a favorite 90s Nick episode of my youth and of my adulthood. Growing up in the 90s, I was all about Hey Arnold. I was glued to the TV no matter what the episode or how many times I had seen it, and my absolute favorite was The List. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, I know you like that one a lot. Uh, this episode is the perfect snapshot of a 90s kid's Saturday full of high expectations and lots of crushing letdowns, but in that perfect Hey Arnold way. It was also always followed by The Haunted Train, so you knew you were in for a solid 22 minutes of good Hey Arnold. Now in my 30s, I'm a huge Pete and Pete fan, and that's uh, kind of thanks to you, BOC. I didn't really get into the show in my youth, but now, so good. <laughs> And my favorite episode has to be Feel the Pete. Being a begrudged baseball player growing up, that episode clicked with me on another level, and the Ed Nairns and Ed Naren steals the show. Made me wanna get just win tattooed on my knuckles. Thanks, Sean. Two really good episodes. Wow, yeah. yeah. Really good picks. Uh, I'm happy people I'm happy we're um, our love of Pete and Pete is having some positive yeah, effect. Wearing off on people. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. Uh, We also heard from Nancy. Uh, She sent us a little recording. Hi, Nicolette and friends. This is Nancy. Thank you for letting me be on your podcast. It's an honor. Um, And I I hope I can be on more. Uh, My favorite episode of Nighty Snake is Doug and Patty sitting in a tree. um, Because Doug... um, has to ask Patty out on a date and he's like super nervous and um but they're just friends and people keep teasing them about you know them being together and stuff and so it kind of reminds me of school when I would like someone and then my friends will make a big deal out of it when me and the boy were just friends and so it just brings good memories of school and how the situations that Doug will go through, I will go through almost the same thing, but not too exaggerated. And it's just a show that I will watch with my friends and my sister every time we will come home from school. Um, and then I know I'm only supposed to talk about one, but I also grew up watching Clarice Explains It All. And um, I just love the episode of Crush Connection. I mentioned before that I like no TV, but I also like Crush Connection because it pretty much talks about the same thing, how her first crushes were her pets, and then she started liking boys at school, and how shy she felt when approaching somebody that she liked. And, you know, it just brings all those memories from back school back at school and um sorry I can't talk right now (laughs) 
but um, it just reminds me of that, and I miss being young again. I just turned 28 this month, so looking back at my childhood is pretty great. Thank you for letting me talk on your podcast, and have a nice day. Yeah, a really nice one. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Nancy. Yeah, a little Doug and Clarissa love. Yeah. <laughs> um, we ha- we did talk about the Doug episode, didn't we, a little bit? Um, um, a little bit. Uh may have been on Perfect Day Night. Okay. Uh, That's so, the so one where they go out on the date, and... Yeah. Uh, they're all waiting at the end. Yes. Like when he comes out. I think that was on Max's list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good one. Um, yeah, that that uh, that Doug episode, I think, goes just a little further than any other episode as far as Doug and Patty. Yeah. So there's a little f- a feeling of reward. Yeah. Definitely. I can't say off the top of my head I, I know Crush Connection from Clarissa. No, I don't specifically remember it. No. Maybe to see it, but yeah. um, all, all solid reasoning. I mean, the whole yeah. reason we do the podcast is... You know, we also like thinking back to that time. Yeah. And so, <laughs> solid picks again. Yeah. Sentimental, heartfelt picks. So, thanks totally. a lot, Nancy. We love uh, we love hearing from you. Um, what's a, what's our next category? Did did Nancy segue us at all? Oh, perfectly. <laughs> in fact, uh, the next one is Clarissa explains it all. It came down to these four. No TV, in which Ferguson and Clarissa have been fighting for control of the TV (laughs) when Clarissa's mother decreed no TV for a week. The problem then becomes about how to fill in the time without getting on each other's nerves. Ah, IMDb went for that second sentence. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that doesn't happen often. Um, The next one is Cool Dad. Marshall is invited to speak at Clarissa's school's career night, which she finds embarrassing. Clarissa tries to convince him not to go unsuccessfully. Marshall decides to become cool to fit in. <laughs> yeah. And the Darling Wars, after being left alone for the night, Clarissa and Ferguson take turns scaring one another. Over the course of the evening, the Darling War continues to escalate until an unexpected guest frightens them both. Oh. And Total TV, which I forgot to uh, mark here, but I know what yeah. it's about. Uh, <laughs> Clarissa does a project where she has to watch TV all the time for 24 hours or 48 hours straight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so she's carrying the TV around with her and <laughs> seeing what the effects of that are on her. Yeah. So the winner, 42% of the vote, no TV. Mm. Hello, darling residents, Ferguson here. Ick, it's Jody. Jody? Hi. Oh, just hanging out. No, I didn't see that movie. No, I missed it. No, I'm not watching TV. <laughs> what do you mean, what am I watching? I'm not watching anything. No, there's nothing to watch. <laughs> well, I don't understand what you're saying either. Goodbye. that on the phone, dear? Oh, it was the Nielsen Company. They wanted to know if we'd be a Nielsen family. You know, the Nielsen ratings. Funny. Mom, don't you realize that if I don't watch TV, I won't be able to keep up with the cultural level of my peers? Clarissa, you know there is nothing on TV but an endless stream of the same sitcoms, game shows, and commercials. That's what I mean. Where else can I experience the vast wasteland that we call the 20th century? Where else can I get chewing gum for my eyes? And what about... Johnny Depp. I think we can live without Johnny Depp. 
for a week. The only Clarissa episode we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and really good. I yeah. mean, I love the episode. Um, it was not my pick for number one, but I really like it. Nor mine. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, second episode of the series and does just a great job of kind of forcing the family to yeah. spend time and kind of revealing the quirks of some of the characters. So, um, And I'm, it's interesting because it's anti-TV on TV, totally. which is yeah. probably taboo. Yeah. Um, what was... So, No TV was our listener's pick. Yeah. What was uh, your pick? Uh, mine was Total TV. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> one of the... Clarissa episodes that just really sticks in my mind, like the whole episode, I kind of remember it. Um, Just a really good one. Uh, I always kind of thought, maybe I'll try that 24 (laughs) hours straight of TV, but uh, never did it. No, yeah, (laughs) it doesn't seem healthy. (laughs) Uh, I went with Cool Dad, and that would be, Uh, of those four, my favorite. Um, Just, I love seeing Marshall spread his wings a little bit and (laughs) getting to do his thing and... Uh, that's one I know we've talked about really wanting to do, yeah. so hopefully we'll we'll get to that one at some point. Um, I know we discussed a lot of these, just making maybe a priority of trying to talk about some of these episodes, knowing that our listeners really like them. Yeah, so. totally. Um, other episodes that were nominated uh, included The Return of Aunt Mathilda. Mm, good one. <laughs> uh, Alter Ego, uh, Life of Crime, those were all close. And then also nominated was The Understudy, Brain Drain, Sick Days and Involunteering, um, which uh, I really loved uh, Brain Drain and Sick Days. Yeah, Brain Drain is in particular uh, really memorable. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Clarissa, no TV. Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, What do you say we give uh, Max a call? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Hey, Max. Hi, Max. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Great. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I can't complain. I just uh, I ate a T-bone steak not too long ago, which I never get to have. <laughs> so, uh, that was a really special night. Wow, Man. nice. That's really cool. Yeah, uh, just for the occasion, for the 100th episode? Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> I also... <laughs> I also was really in the mood to eat red meat. I haven't eaten it in a while, but um, but it was a celebration of the hundredth episode, and then also, <laughs> um, just really desiring a steak. Yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> we hear we hear you're rocking a cool Space Jam shirt. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I put that on because uh, it's a big shirt and it's comfortable, so I wanted to be comfortable. <laughs> I ate my steak. <laughs> Boy, I, I really feel like maybe we're interrupting something yeah. here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, no, no, no. Yeah. What, what, what did you end up picking? So, um, so I picked Hey Arnold Bacon Lot. Okay. Nice. Um, this is one that just uh, kind of just came to me. I really have reflected on this one quite a lot um, as I grew up. I think it's a it's an awesome episode of Hey Arnold, which is probably my one of my top two favorite cartoons from uh, you know '90s Nickelodeon. With, um, with what else? With uh, Doug. Doug, uh, cool. Yeah, uh, I just love the story just because it starts off with them playing baseball, which um, you know as a kid everybody loves baseball, but they're playing it in the street and they have to just stop every like every pitch, every hit. You know, the cars coming by. 
have to wait for the stoplights um, and just feel their pain. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, they take it into their own hands. They find this, this vacant lot that's full of trash and just come together as a community of kids and, and make it an awesome place to play baseball. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a great message. You know, if you, if you work with your friends, you can really make something, uh, you know, that's not the best situation into something, you know, uh, just a gorgeous, uh, gorgeous place to play baseball. Uh, and then it takes that turn where the adults see that the vacant lot now, uh, cleaned up. So all the adults come in and they put up their stands and all the adults are using it and they can no longer play baseball, which just really irked me when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, there's those times where the adults, you know, they always say they know best and they take over or something that you think is great. Hmm. Uh, and it all pans out because as they are, uh, you know, they take it over, they start fighting, and the kids come back and say, you know what, if you're not going to let us use this, you know, spot that we cleaned out, then we're just going to throw the trash back in there. And uh, it's just one of those moments where, as a kid, the kids were in the right for once, and then they show the adults, you know, this is our spot, you took it over, we're throwing the trash in there, and the adults realize that, hey, these kids are right. I, I just thought it was awesome. I, uh, my parents growing up were always really cool uh, to, to us kids. And I feel like uh, the adults in that episode kind of remind me of, if, you know, us kids came to the parents and said, you know, we really enjoyed something. You took it away. They'd hear us out. And then uh, end the episode the, the adults take away all the garbage that they poured back and make an even better baseball field where they could enjoy it with the kids. Yeah. So the whole community not only the kids come together but the adults do it's just a, a really nice happy ending yeah. where they're they're playing a game of baseball at the end yeah very well very uh, well said yeah a great pick yeah i guess i didn't have to recap the whole episode for you guys but uh, no, no, that's good. <laughs> no really that's, good uh, that was uh, definitely the one that stuck out to me yeah cool yeah i love that um, and uh and then i did have a few close calls Oh boy! Wow. Oh boy! <laughs> let's so, let's have them. <laughs> so so that was the one that I went back to being a kid. Like I always enjoyed that episode, but as of recent, the last year or so, I, I've I've had four episodes because of your show that have really impacted me. Um, not only because of the content in the show, but the um, the time I've had with Melissa and you guys. Um, and those are going to be uh, Tale of the Vacant Lot, Vacant Lot, uh, as, as well as uh, Tale of the Dark Dragon, because that was an awesome person. Sure. Um, I got to study both of those episodes up, and uh, it really, uh, it really pinned me, uh, me and Melissa, or Melissa and I, against one another. <laughs> and then uh, Tale of the Dream Girl and, and Dead Man's Float. Those, those mm. four episodes, just uh, the, the time I've had with you guys debating and, and uh, myself and Melissa debating. It's just been such a fun time over the last year. Yeah. So yeah. Those will always hold a special spot in my heart now. Oh, Max. That's so nice. <laughs> <Just> you guys. <laughs> what a guy. Awesome <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, I know, uh, yeah, they're, they, they feel a little more special to us as yeah. well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> cool. And, and that's, awesome, uh, man. you know, that's, that's tough to say for, uh, Vacant Lot and Dark Dragon. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, anything else? <laughs> no. Uh, 
I don't think so. But it was great to hear from you. <laughs> I feel like you guys didn't even talk. I just, I just picked up the phone and started talking. And uh, <laughs> well, um, well, so so happy to uh, be a part of the hundredth episode. I can't uh, think of a a better way to spend you know Tuesday than eating a steak. And <laughs> oh, here we go about that steak again. <laughs> All right. See you. Ah. Well, that was Max. <laughs> yeah, a little, Boy. little Hey Arnold love. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, very good. Uh, vacant lot we've talked about. Yeah, a yeah. lot of these episodes we've we've discussed. No TV. We did an episode review, uh, and vacant lot. I think was our six or seventh yeah, episode. Very Way early. back there. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also heard from our. Um, buddy Mark, who's been, you know, mm-hmm. making waves lately, <laughs> uh, infamously at the end of the year, calling out Chris, yeah. Chris calling out Mark, uh, all is well now, and uh, Mark sent us a little audio of his favorite 90s Nick show. Buckets, Mark here. Thanks for having me on for the Listener Favorites episode. It's really cool getting to contribute a little to such a great podcast. My favorite 90s Nick episode can be described in three words, one lousy note. That's all little Pete could remember of his favorite song after his band, The Blowholes, just finished a mini-telethon to pay the Wrigley's sky-high power bill. That awesome telethon included the best fake song in the history of entertainment, Marmalade Cream, the typical Freebird request, and some sweet payback to Mr. Hurley. This episode has so many great little moments as well, like the fact that Artie taught little Pete about the birds and the bees, all of the Krebstar product placement, and the ongoing search for Mr. Tasty. The introduction of the song Headache is what makes this my all-time favorite. Little Pete's desperation as he sits on the roof with his Krebstar 211 radio is a feeling many 90s kids had when that perfect song was just out of your grasp. I mean, we're talking pre-internet here. But that feeling of finally finding what you're looking for after months of searching then periods of giving up before finding that one clue that leads you to it is one of the greatest feelings in the world. I see why Pete and Pete is the unofficial favorite show of this podcast. It's got everything you need. Thanks again, guys. Mark. Oh, really good to hear from awesome. Mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've grown to love Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we yeah. started the show with Alex saying Hard Day's Pete too. So, um, so far, what, we have Hard Day's Pete with a couple votes. Um, so Yeah, um, and really great episode, of course. I yeah. love that he mentioned that marmalade cream. Uh, yeah, that is such a yeah. weird, great <laughs> part of that episode, and just them in the the garage. It's yeah. Pete and Clem, yeah. and then their math teacher, Miss Fingerwood, and uh, the mailman, right, yeah. or the the meter reader. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and them getting the the phone calls like a uh, telethon yeah. kind of raising like, the money. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Man, it is really great. Yeah, uh, that's an episode I think we'll definitely get to this year. Um, and that leads us directly into our next category, which is the adventures of Pete and Pete. Um, so the final four for Pete and Pete ended up being Field of Pete. Big Pete is finally on a winning baseball team. The secret? Using little Pete to distract the other team by yelling at them while they're at bat. Then the yelling starts to distract Big Pete. <laughs> uh, we also have Halloweeny. Big Pete loses his Halloween spirit. Could be because the Halloween Terror Gang, the Pumpkin Eaters, is looking for him. <laughs> uh, we have Hard Days Pete. Little Pete controls underground radio station WART along with Artie. Little Pete then decides to start his own band. However, the neighbors aren't too tickled about the racket every the racket every day and night as they rehearse. <laughs> and Nightcrawlers. 
Believing that his early bedtime has resulted in countless hours of lost fun, Little Pete defies the international adult conspiracy by attempting to stay up 11 days in a row. Four very mm. solid options, yeah. but only one winner here, and our winner is Halloweeny. Pete Wrigley, you have tasted the dark side, <laughs> and it tastes like chicken. <laughs> right, Mike? Do me a favor. Plan it. Maybe, just maybe, there's hope for you yet, Wrigley. Hey, hey, does anybody else's pumpkin head smell like tangerines? <laughs> oh yeah, I licked mine once. Don't go ruining your appetite, boys, because tonight. We're going to have us a little weenie roast. With 32%. Oh, man. Um, And this was um, tied for our closest um, result. It won by two votes. Oh. Yeah. What was the... Beats out Field of Pete. Oh, okay. Um, And we're talking, I think, in the last hour of voting. Field of Pete was in the lead almost, I think, the whole time. Wow. And uh, Halloween, he snuck it out. (laughs) Man. Um... Man, I like Halloween. Yeah. Um, but surprising. Yeah, we've talked about that episode. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of on record as it's in my lower tier, Pete mm. and Pete, so I'm a little shocked here. Yeah. I guess I'm a lot shocked by the order of this. It ends up being Pete and Pete, Field of Pete, Nightcrawlers, and Hard Day's Pete fourth. Um, wow. Man, I would have, if I had to guess which one before this, I would have said Nightcrawlers probably would win. Okay. But, um, but I would go with Field of Pete. Personally, yeah, yeah. Uh, those four, I would as well. Yeah. Um, it's um, I think a uh, these are all really good episodes, yeah. but I think feel, feel there is no like hole in Field of Pete. There's nothing I can point at saying yeah. there's something wrong with this yeah. episode. <laughs> um, so it's uh, I think a perfect one. But Halloweeny, you know, you guys have spoken. We'll respect it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other there's two episodes that were very close to moving on, and that was Yellow Fever mm. and Time Tunnel. Um, both oh, both came extremely close. In fact, oddly enough, Halloweeny won, but Halloweeny was the episode on the edge of not making it to the final oh, four. Huh. So, uh, just just maybe Weird. out. Ton of other episodes nominated, including Sick Day, Don't Tread on Pete, The Call, Space Geeks, and Johnny Unitas, mm-hmm. Last Laugh, Farewell My Little Viking Part Two and One. Uh, what we did on our summer vacation, Inspector Thirty Four, The Trouble with Teddy, All Nighter. King of the Road, Das Bus, Grounded for Life, Day of the Dot, New Year's Pete, X equals Y, Apocalypse Pete, The Good, The Bad, and The Lucky, Range Boy, Dance Fever, When Pete's Collide, and Pinned. Almost every episode (laughs) it was nominated, which I think speaks to the show. Yeah, definitely. Um, But uh, yeah, I think that was really one of our closest shows as far as results. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's Pete and Pete. Halloweeny wins. Uh, shall we uh, check out another letter? Yeah, let's do it. Right. Uh, this one's from Maggie. She says, "Hey dudes, I think anyone's favorite episode of '90s Nick should meet this list of requirements. One, as many of the main characters as possible should play a role in the story. Two, it should feature some unforgettable and kooky side characters. Three, there should be plenty of crazy one-liners to quote at friends. 
for me, Pete and Pete's Halloweeny meets these requirements <laughs> and so much more. Since I rely on 90s Halloween specials to get me into the spirit every year, I've given Halloweeny plenty of views, but Pete and Pete is a show full of standout holiday episodes. What makes Halloweeny so different? The truly magical feel it brings to Halloween. You get to see what it's like to celebrate the holiday as the younger sibling and as the older one. I appreciate that fact more and more every year. And who can forget Ned Richmond? <laughs> <laughs> Probably my favorite one-off Nickelodeon character next to Wendell Hyde. Oh, Wendell Hyde. <laughs> so good. I also think this is my favorite Endless Mike performance. It was very good. Yeah. Um, he really aced his role as the scary villain who tried to destroy a holiday for a whole town. <laughs> By the way, Wellsville looked amazing in this one and never felt more like a real place. Definitely. So every year when I hear that spooky music and see that gorgeous orange moon, I think of the wonders of Pete and Pete and the wonders of 90s Nick itself. Let me end this letter with a quote. Trick or treat, gut bucket. (laughs) Sincerely, Maggie, the strongest fangirl in the world. Love hearing from Maggie. Yeah, that was really good. And uh, a good support of... uh the winner of Pete and Pete. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. After yeah. we were <laughs> less supportive. Not, yeah, not dogging it. Yeah, it's yeah. just not the one that jumps out to me. Yeah. But uh, but that was great. I mean, I couldn't have said it better. For sure. Uh, and then we also have a first-time emailer. I thought, you know, on our 100th episode, it would be cool to have someone new. Yeah. Uh, and so Scott, knowing that we were going to be talking, our favorite episodes emailed us with his thoughts. And so, uh, Scott, thanks for reaching out to us, and here's what he had to say. Uh, Hello, my name is Scott. This would be my first time emailing and sharing my input with you. I've been a listener of your podcast for a while now, and I think you guys do a fabulous job. I have uh, so many favorite Nickelodeon shows from the 1990s, as well as shows that began in the 80s and resonated into the 90s. Congratulations on your 100th episode. I am fond of live-action shows as well as classic animated shows. I was thinking that I might give you my top five favorite show episodes. We'll allow it since it's your first time, (laughs) Scott. (laughs) Number five, Hey Dude, Legend of Jed. I'm not even going to pretend to know what this is. (laughs) But, uh, Scott, I trust you, and maybe, you know, five years down the line, we'll we'll get to it. Uh, Doug, Doug's Big Nose. Um, Nice one. One of the most famous quotes from Doug, you know, Dougie Big Nose. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Number three, The Adventures of Pete and Pete, Valentine's Day Massacre. Doesn't get a lot of love. Yeah, true. Uh, Pretty cool. Number two, Salute Your Shorts, Zeke the Plumber. Great one. Yep. And then number one, Are You Afraid of the Dark, The Tale of the Dream Machine, Mm. which I don't think has ever come up on this podcast. And if it has, just in passing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not an episode I usually think about. Um, I like it a lot. I mean, I definitely like that he put it as number one. Um, yeah. A lot of great stuff about the episode and the great concept. Yeah. Like the typewriter that the stories come true. Right. Yeah. Um, great characters in that one. That teacher with the uh, donuts in her pockets. Oh, <laughs> that teacher. <laughs> she, she was a real nightmare. Uh um, but, Good pick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he said, also, despite it starting in the 80s, I was a fan of the show You Can't Do That on Television. Mm, yeah. Um, keep up the good work on your awesome podcast, Scott. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Scott. Yeah. Hope to hear from you again. Yeah. Um, shall we move on to our next show? Yeah, let's do it. The next show we're talking is Doug. Mm. Um, the four episodes that it came down to 
were Doug's Cool Shoes, in which Doug has a dislike in the shoes he wears and finds that he wants to buy a pair of new Sky Davis Air Jets. Oh, Sky Davis. <laughs> um, Doug's Hot Ticket. Doug and Skeeter get tickets to a concert by the Beats. Doug's Secret Song. Wait, that's the... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the whole synopsis yeah. for Hot Ticket? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, Doug's Secret Song. At Video Goofball, Doug makes a video of a love song he wrote about Patty, only to regret it later. Here's a mayonnaise for me. And Doug Rocks. Doug and Skeeter win tickets to see their favorite rock group, The Beats. Mm-hmm. But they have to, but they have to miss the concert when Skeeter is grounded. Yep. Yep. Uh, oh boy. Well, you want to hear it? Yes, Number I one? do. Yes, I do. It's Doug Rocks. Oh, great! Even the Honker Burger's empty. I guess everyone's at the concert. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. I'm Chap Lipman, and I'd like to dedicate this next song to my two best friends, Monroe Yoda and Porkchop. Are you killer tofu? Lay it on me, Chap Lipman. I'm jamming like jelly, Monroe. Hey, they're good. What do you think, Monroe? Very nice. It's the, 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 the Beats! Oh, you've heard of us. Are you killer tofu? Let's jump! Are you killer tofu? 33% of the vote. Um, great episode, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think I said earlier that um, one of the one of the shows was the closest vote or tied for closest, mm-hmm. but this was our closest vote. Uh, um, Doug Rocks won by one vote. Wow, one <laughs> vote <laughs> beat out Doug's Secret Song. Man, yeah, I'm surprised Doug's Secret Song is was that close. Yeah, I mean I like it, but yeah, that's... Um, it's pretty. I mean that song is pretty famous, yeah, but. It is. Uh, yeah, uh, Doug Rocks is kind of... I think it's our first introduction to the Beats. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Um, it must be. I know it's a really early episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it comes up a little bit on um, our favorite Doug episodes. But uh, it seems like Beats Beats episodes, because Hot Ticket's also yeah. a Beats episode. Those seem to really resonate yeah. with um, 90s Nick kids. Yeah, man. Kind of surprised to not see... Um... The, uh, no, I can't think Garage of Band? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I was a little worried that people thought Secret Song was Garage Band. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Since it had the word song in it. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is, of those four, yeah, which would be your favorite? Yeah, um, I picked Doug Rocks for this one as well. Okay. Uh, of those four, that's, for me, it's a big one. Something about, like, them hanging out uh, by themselves. It feels like the whole town is somewhere else, kind of, and they're, like, left alone. And then something like that happening where nobody else can see it. Yeah. Um, Anyway, great episode. Uh, Gotcha. I went with uh, Doug's Hot Ticket, um, which is... it's a. They have a lot in common. They're really easy to mix up. Um, Doug Rocks, I think, is more identifiable with, like, Skeeter's grounded. They're kind of just stuck doing nothing yeah. while everybody else is at the concert. And Hot Ticket is more, which I like a lot, is a road trip type of episode where they're just trying to get to the concert yeah. and going through a bunch of weird stuff. 
Um, so I like that one a lot. But Cool Shoes is, I think, maybe underrated. It uh, is. <laughs> um, I really, that's a really relatable episode as a kid, uh, what Doug's going through. Yeah. Um, other episodes that were nominated, uh, very close calls, uh, very, very close call was Doug's Nightmare on Jumbo Street. Uh-huh. Um, just, just missed out. But also close was Doug Can't Dance, Doug's Halloween Adventure, Doug's Cooking. Doug's Sister Act, Doug's Hot Property, and Doug's Brainy Buddy. Uh, and then other episodes that weren't so close but were nominated was Doug is Quail Man, Doug's Christmas Story, Doug Meets Fentruck, Doug Graduates, Doug Bags a Nematode, Doug Tips the Scale, Doug on the Wild Side, Doug's Bad Trip, Doug in Vogue, Doug's Lost Weekend, Doug's Garage Band, Doug is Hamburger Boy, and Doug Home Alone. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of great ones. Another, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would, uh, well, we already did our favorite Douglas, so you can yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can check out what we think. Uh, there was definitely a lot of overlap there. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's uh, that's Doug. Doug rocks, reigns supreme. Doug does rock, <laughs> doesn't he? <Yeah. laughs> um, we have a letter here. It's a, it's a, um, a lengthy one, but uh, a good one. And this is from our pal Ethan, uh, and he says, "Growing up on '90s Nick and taking in every minute of it." There are so many shows and episodes that have made a tremendous impact on me in my life, even today. So picking just one episode is extremely difficult. My favorite show from that era is Salute Your Shorts. It became synonymous with the summers of my childhood. I was a summer camp kid and even became a counselor as an adult. As an only child, little kid me saw these characters as friends who I could hang out with on summer afternoons. I'd go back to school in the fall and then join them again in June. There weren't a lot of episodes, but I probably never even noticed. Either way, we didn't get tired of each other, and I learned at camp as they did. I have extremely vivid memories of watching Nick in the Afternoon, hoping that Stick Stickly would announce the show up next. As a kid, I'm not sure I would have been able to come up with just one favorite episode, but as I grew older, there has been one that has always stuck out to stuck out with me the most. Season 1, Episode 9. Bud, Nick, and Michael fake being sick. Classic. Yeah. Um, Bud, Nick, and Michael pretend to vomit in order to get out of instructional swim with Ugg, but it turns out that Ugg took the rest of the campers to the beach instead. Meanwhile, Michael and Bud, Nick have to stay in the nurse's office all day. After the nurse leaves for arbitrary reasons, the two of them turn a bad situation into something beautiful and their bond develops organically over the course of the episode. It breaks down the psychology behind Budnick's aggression and shows him at his most vulnerable, a side of him saved only for this very moment in the entire series. Since Michael arrived at camp, he had been the target of Budnick's rage, but now we see Budnick confiding in him and opening up to him. Danny Cooksey, who plays Budnick, does an amazing job of making this portrayal feel believable without betraying the character or having it come off as corny. And Eric McArthur, who plays Michael, returns the favor. Michael is able to put aside his own reservations and truly listen to what his bully has to say. The writing also does an impeccable job of not having this situation feel forced or cringy whatsoever. The episode is more than just emotionally moving. It's also chock full of amazing one-liners and funny bits showing how well-rounded this show truly is and how rawly human and real it was compared to anything else on Nickelodeon at the time. Michael was my favorite character growing up. The everyman who's friends with nearly everyone but never appears to stand out too much on his own amongst the group of archetypal kids. By far, I related to him the most. This episode hits home for me. 
I too had a bully at school growing up. It was unprovoked, much like Budnick with Michael. For years, he was the bane of my existence and led to most of my plight as a child and my hatred of going to school. When I was in sixth grade, our class went to science camp for a week and we were mixed into cabins with kids from other schools. The only kid in my cabin from my class? My bully. I was prepared for the worst week of my life, but instead the experience brought us close together. He saw me in a different light and I finally understood him. We created memories that uh, only he and I will remember. Was this episode in the back of my mind? Maybe not, but I like to think that perhaps subconsciously it was. On the bus ride back home, our whole class was sad to leave that week that week behind us, but I remember embarrassingly shedding a few tears quietly to myself. Then my friend sitting next to me said that he got word of my former bully also quietly crying on the other side of the bus. Neither of us were the same since that week. Back at school, he and I evolved into the best of friends. In the years that followed, it felt like we spent every waking hour with each other, either playing video games, talking about girls, or even watching Nickelodeon. Today we call each other brothers, and he was one of my groomsmen in my wedding. All from a bond that started at camp. And every time I watch this episode, I see my brother and me as Budnick and Michael in that nurse's office, putting aside our differences, finally understanding one another, and sparking a new friendship that lasts a lifetime. There you go, guys. Hope that wasn't too long. Anyways, thanks for taking the time to read it. Your friend, Ethan. Wow. Yeah. That's really... Powerful. Yeah. (laughs) That's something. Man. Um... I know. Uh, I feel like whatever episode I would pick as my favorite just wouldn't. Some of some of the stuff, yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff is just so personal. Yeah, yeah. that's incredible. Um, man, I, I always did love that episode. I'm glad somebody brought that up. Yeah. Um, it does have a great like bully uh, person being picked on dynamic, and yeah, you can really see Michael in that episode, like um, kind of being nervous about the situation and yeah. unsure of it, and. Yeah, even though it's still a really funny episode, yeah. it's um, yeah, got a w- different dynamic to it because of that. Yeah, it's yeah. a good pick. That's great. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Ethan, um, and thanks for segueing us into salute your shorts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's our next show. Um, yeah, got a lot of votes. I think maybe salute your shorts is um, overlooked, maybe by Nickelodeon as one of the shows that '90s kids really loved. Yeah. Um, but our four uh, our four finalists were Capture the Flag. Uh, the gang arms themselves with water balloons for a Capture the Flag tournament. Donkey Lips has his heart set on being an attacker, but first he must pass the obstacle course. Uh, cheeseburgers in Paradise. Donkey Lips, uh, this is also known as uh, Donkey Lips and Sponge Way In. Uh, Donkey Lips and Sponge want to join the wrestling tournament so they can win a lobster dinner. When Ugg weighs them in, they find out that Sponge is five pounds under the flyweight limit and Donkey Lips is five pounds over the cruiser limit. Telly offers to help them qualify for the tournament under one condition. They invite her to the lobster dinner. Uh, We have the radio calling contest. Sponge discovers a radio trivia contest hosted by DJ Giant Jim but may need his friend's help to win the $1,000 prize. And Zeke the Plumber. Bobby's ghost story gets campers believing in a ghostly dream invading custodian who uses an accursed plunger to suck secrets out of kids' heads. Boy, that is a loaded summary. (laughs) Um, But uh, again, another 
I, I think our listeners have done a good job of yeah, narrowing. Um, our winner for Salute Your Shorts is Zeke the Plumber. Yeah. Who are you? Friends call me Zeke. Zeke the Plumber? Smart kid. Harry the Hippo? Hey, where'd you get him from? From inside your head. That's where you keep all the things you don't want anybody to know about. You're not going to tell anybody about this, are you? Of course not. So, I mean, if the kids at camp know I have a stuffed animal and I suck my thumb, I mean, I used to suck my thumb. Attention, everybody. Michael Stein sucks his thumb and he has a stuffed animal at camp. You baby. Uh, with 43%, uh, kind of, you know, for for at least our results, that's 43 is a pretty wide margin. Yeah. Definitely the least surprising to me of all these. Yeah. Uh, it kind of has to be. It's just so good. Yeah. It. It's, uh, I think, one of the few episodes where if you just say the name of the episode... Like, people won't be like, oh, what, what show is that from? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I, besides Doug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Zeke the Plumber is kind of, like, synonymous with Salute Your Shorts. Yeah. Um, but all these are great. Uh, I do love Cheeseburgers in Paradise. Mm, yeah. Really great. Uh, and the radio calling contest. Yeah. Uh, that one, like, just sticks in my mind. The Yeah. The giraffe tongue. Anytime the kids are trying to reach out to, like, the outer world yeah. is a really fun episode. Yeah. Um, what is your pick, Zeke? Yeah. Okay. Me too. Um, other two two other episodes were very close. That is the Treasure of Sarah Madre. Mm, yep. I our, like that. Our first ever episode <laughs> review. If you want to go back yeah. to the days where Andrew and I were totally unsure of what we were doing, <laughs> uh, that almost made it. And then Budnick and Michael Fake being sick was oh, also very nice. close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, other episodes um, nominated were the Environmental Party, the Cursed Skull, Budnick and Dina in Love. Cinderella play, Michael comes to camp, Ellen comes to camp, toilet seat basketball, mail carrier Mona, counselor Budnick, and Sponge goes to the movies. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the majority of the series. <laughs> Very good ones. But, uh, yeah, of course. So. Zeke reigns supreme. Uh, should we hear from another listener? Yeah. This one's from Kenny, uh, and he sent us a little audio. X equals Y is not the quintessential episode of Pete and Pete, though it does have some of the classic hallmarks of one. A heavy dose of surrealism, a rogues gallery of villains, see Buscemi. But our typically main titular heroes take a back seat for this story as Ellen takes stage front and center for what is definitely the episode in all of 90s Nick that's resonated with me the deepest and for the longest amount of time. X equals Y sees Ellen in Miss Fingerwood's algebra classroom taking an existential issue with assigned algebra word problems. Why? W-H-Y. Why? Why do we have to learn all this stuff? Right now, thousands of trees are being cut down in the Amazon rainforest, and ice caps are melting, and I don't know, another shopping mall is going up somewhere. What do word problems have to say about that, Miss Fingerwood? Word problems are so important. 
Can you name one time in your entire life when solving one actually made a difference? It was the one question everyone had always wanted to ask. Alan's initial conflict with Miss Fingerwood has a cascading effect that no authority figure in the school can provide an adequate answer to. Not only does Miss Fingerwood quit as a result of Ellen's simple question, soon Big Pete and the rest of the class join in on the Y revolution, and it sends school officials into a total meltdown. Little freaks, come near us. I will frappe them into a cake. Could you imagine watching this episode as a kid right before you actually had to do algebra homework? That was the case for me. This episode shook me, and it took a long time for me to actually come to terms with the conflicting emotions it imbued within me. To be honest, I still don't know if I'm completely over it. Ellen is a force of nature here, and seeing her take such a successful stand against the foundational pillars of society, even through Pete and Pete's grandiose, abstract lens, was empowering to me when I first saw it. As a lower middle class kid growing up in the United States, dealing with the public school system was a fact of life, and so too was the 19th century, factory job focused, rote memorization model of education it deployed, and still does. I felt its shortcomings even then, though I couldn't necessarily articulate it. Her plight in the episode echoed in my mind for years, and at least once a week through grade school, I would fantasize of toppling the whole school system with her rallying cry. Seeing Miss Fingerwood broken as a result of her revolt makes Ellen consider the human cost of her actions, and it inspires in her a change of heart. She, along with Big Pete, set on a mission to try to call her back to teaching algebra. After solving an equation Miss Fingerwood leaves behind concerning her whereabouts, Ellen and Pete find her, and triumphantly convince her to return to her algebra teaching job, and everything is back to normal in Wellsville. When I watch X equals Y now, it plays differently. These days, I pay more attention to the ending. Not x equals y, the question, x equals y, y the mathematical variable. What is y? So, does anyone know what y equals? Y is the moral to every happy ending in a kid's show. Drink your milk, eat your vegetables, take your vitamins. It's the simple idea that the wholesome ethics most Americans grew up with really do matter. That being a productive member of society is an important value no matter when or where you're from. But to all you budding revolutionaries out there of any age, from someone who would know, a word of warning. If there's one thing the episode doesn't teach you, it's that the lessons you learn standing in opposition to those core tenets out there in the real world hurt much worse than just getting an F on your algebra final. So, Ellen, care to remind the class what Y equals? X equals Y. Wow. <laughs> I think I'm just going to start having Kenny, uh, one, edit our podcast, <laughs> and two, maybe just do it. Analyze the episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really That thoughtful. was really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, man. And I'm, that's an interesting pick. I, like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't pick it toward my top list, but I love that explanation. Yeah. And I think it is making me reconsider that episode. Yeah. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a great episode of, um, you know, the question every kid ha- asks, yeah. which is, like, what's the point of this? Yeah. Um, but I love, as Kenny Poole pointed out, that, like, you know, there's a human element to education, too, that these people really want to share this knowledge and yeah. make a better society. Yeah. Which is, weird. I mean, a uh, deep topic, I think. For, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah. a necessary one, a good one to... Um, approach. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. 
well, what is our next show? The next one we're talking is Keenan and Kel. Yeah. Mm. The episodes include Who Loves Orange Soda? When Keenan bets Kel that he couldn't go without orange soda, Kel attempts to put an end to his addiction to his <laughs> beloved beverage with the aid of a hypnotist. Aw, oh, here it goes to Hollywood. Yeah. This was a two-part episode. In, yeah. in part one, Kel wins a trip to the Orange Soda Festival in a radio contest. However, after taking the wrong plane, he and Keenan end up in Hollywood. After finding out the flight time to the Orange Soda Festival, the du- duo decide to explore Hollywood. Part two, Keenan and Kel have an adventure or two on a trip to Hollywood. <laughs> well said. <laughs> Uh, Turkey Day. Ah, okay. <laughs> it is Thanksgiving. Kel is invited to come over Keenan's house as Keenan's parents are out to visit a family member in the hospital. Unfortunately, Kel ate the entire turkey by himself. <laughs> so the boys try desperately to replace the turkey before Keenan's parents come home. Yep. Episode. We did an episode review on yeah. that one. Yep. Oh, yeah. And finally, the tainting of the screw, yeah. in which after choking on a screw he found in his tuna sandwich, Keenan sues the tuna company, but Kel once again ruins everything. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, really good picks. Yeah. I mean, I remember all of these specifically. Yeah. Um, but do you want to hear the top one? Are you... <laughs> well, you know, but... <laughs> <laughs> But I bet people do. Were you surprised? I was not. Okay. Yeah, neither was I really. Uh, the winner is The Tainting of the Screw, yeah. 37% of the votes. Mr. Kimball, would you care to tell the court in your own words what happened on the morning of October the 6th? Maybe probably the fo- besides who the line of who loves orange yeah, soda yeah. probably the most famous line yeah, from I, the show I think so yeah um, and even the who, who loves orange soda episode I think is a really good one is that I believe it's the one where uh, Kel's ribs turn orange yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah tainting of the screw uh, it's my pick of those four um, and uh, it's. Uh, it's it's kind of like Kel's master class. Yeah. I mean, it's Kel just doing his thing. Um, so, and you know what? I didn't realize how early in the series this was, but it was like the second or third episode, really early. Uh, yeah, which is crazy. It just made me think, like, oh man, when they started this show, they were at the top of their writing game. 
I th- well, we just did favorite first seasons, and uh, uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's a good, it's yeah. a good first okay. season for sure. All right. <laughs> um, is tainting of the screw yours? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, other really close ones were in the line of Keenan, uh, parental guidance, Merry Christmas, Keenan. IQ can do better, freezer burned, and the Cold War. And then episodes nominated but didn't get close was Picture Imperfect, House Sitter, Twizzles Fizzles, The Honeymoon's Over, Dial Dial O for Oops, Attack of the Bugmen, Car Troubles, Three Girls, A Guy in a Cineplex, Foul Ball, uh, Doing Things the Hemingway, Fenced In, Two Heads Are Better Than None, The Lottery, and Mo Sweater Blues. Wow. A lot of... uh big variation there yeah. that i wasn't expecting yeah necessarily and lots of great ones again like yeah. just just to narrow down it's just uh it's a fool's errand yeah. <laughs> but um but tainting of the screw wins here uh do we have a maybe a letter oh yeah yeah it might even have something to do with this wow hey guys <laughs> who's this from? oh this is from Corey. Corey, okay me. um i haven't written in in a while but i haven't missed an episode my favorite 90s nickelodeon episode would have to be bye bye keenan hmm. which is a two-parter so i hope it counts I think we'll count it. Yeah, we'll allow it. (laughs) Keenan and Kel was, to me, what Pete and Pete is to you guys. And while this episode was sad, it was amazing to see how good of a friendship they had. That scene where Kel runs off to get Keenan a picture, but comes back to an empty house. Keenan's family moved to Montana. Was old yeller sad. (laughs) I actually had something similar happen when I was a kid. Went to my best friend's house just as his family was leaving in their car. I didn't expect to pick a downer episode when thinking of this, but that episode really tugged my heartstrings. Thanks for letting me participate, Corey. Yeah, thanks, Man. Corey. Bye Bye Keenan is, um, I remember, I think I saw it when it originally aired, but I haven't seen it in probably 20 yeah. plus years. Do you have any recollection I, of it? Not really. Yeah. Um, Man. I mean, just the mention of that final scene yeah. seems familiar, but of Kel just missing Keenan. Yeah. yeah, same thing. Um, but that's man, that's too bad. I mean, that's a <laughs> a uh, difficult story. Yeah, yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. Um, and what's with that? I feel like uh, parents do that sometimes. You know, just up and leave. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think uh, circumstances out of the kids' control. Yeah. You know? Although, you know. Keenan's family seems so together. Yeah. <laughs> that that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. also heard from um, Marlena, and uh, here's her pick. She said, while there's a couple of favorite shows and episodes, the one that really stands out for me is the Rugrats episode, Angelica's Worst Nightmare, where she dreams about having a scary young younger brother. Every time I watch it, I'm reminded of my younger brother's favorite line from the episode, which is, Don't eat me! <laughs> straight, straight to the point, Angelica's Worst Nightmare. That's a, yeah. that's a pretty good Rugrats. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, and uh, that will serve as a suitable segue. <laughs> into our next category which is Rugrats uh, so the four episodes here that are nominated uh, first up is Angelica Breaks a Leg uh, This is uh, the synopsis is Angelica pretends to break her leg for attention <laughs> wow good one <laughs> yep. uh, beauty contest Grandpa Stu dresses Tommy in drag and enters him into a beauty pageant for little girls to win the grand prize at fishing boat uh, candy Bar Creep Show. 
The Pickles set up a haunted house for Halloween, and Angelica is determined to find all the Reptile Bars. But when the Rugrats go searching for them as well, well, will they end up scaring her off? <laughs> Lord. Who knows? Uh, and uh, Reptar on Ice. Stu, Dee Dee, and Grandpa decide to take the babies to the show Reptar on Ice. The babies find a lizard and want to give it a Reptar bar because they think it is his baby. Oh, I'm sorry, rep- a Reptar toy and because they think it is his baby. Yeah. Um, another four great... Yeah, really good ones. Yeah. Um, our winner here is... Reptar on Ice with 33%. I'm just a dinosaur! Hey, Toby. Are we gonna give Reptar his baby now? No, not yet. He seems kind of busy. Brilliant. Sheer brilliant. Hmm. They say he's a menace, but I love him. Sure. Toby, we better get Reptar his baby before he falls asleep, too. Yeah, Chucky, maybe you're right. Come on, let's go. Only 12,380 performances to go. Yeah, um, great one. Um, The song is like the most memorable (laughs) thing to me. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it's a, it was one of my favorites when it came on. And it's got that great element of the Rugrats kind of crawling around behind the scenes while the parents are distracted as always. Uh, Did you uh, have any experience with like Disney on Ice? As a kid, only with you. Oh, uh, yeah. I. The only time I remember going is with your family, yeah. and um, yeah, we did go. Like, man, when we were little, we went a few years in a row at least. Yeah. Um, but this always makes me think of that. Yes. Like, that experience, that yeah. weird ice show. It is a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like they should go together. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Very strange. I do remember getting a Hercules cup from uh. that show, which I had for a very long time. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Reptile and Ice, is that your pick, or would you go no. with a different Rugrats? I went with Angelica Breaks a Leg. Me too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to beat that. I just yeah. love that, uh, scenario, just the idea of that, Angelica being who she is, and, yeah. uh driving their family crazy yeah it's such a great premise i think it's one of the funniest regrets for sure yeah um i did go back and watch all these and i i think these are four really good selections um beauty contest i think is maybe an underrated one um love grandpa just kind of manipulating (laughs) uh manipulating tommy um but angelica breaks a leg uh going back and remembering um when they take her to the doctor uh Hoagie Doozer, <laughs> the, like you know, supposed yeah. to be uh, Doogie Hauser, but um, yeah, there's just so many great moments. Plus, I think maybe the funniest moment from Rugrats, which is Stu making Stu. pudding at 4 a.m. Yeah, that is so good. <laughs> uh, 
so yeah. um but Reptar oh. Reptar and Ice yeah. wins and that's a respectable pick. Yeah, uh, Reptar one. a big part of the Rugrats legacy. Yeah. Um other episodes, uh very close, actually on the edge. It was between uh actually wow, another one. Um Reptar and I it was between this episode and Reptar and Ice to make it to the final four. Um incident on aisle seven. Um, which is where Tommy goes to the grocery store and there's a big reptile model that he wants to like climb up and see. Man, that doesn't even ring a bell oh, for me. Oh, right okay. <laughs> well, Reptar and Ice edged it out and then yeah. Crazy went on the win. So, uh, Also nominated was Ice Cream Mountain, Love it. Uh, Vacation, Seven Voyages of Cynthia, Angelica Orders Out, When the Big, What the Big People Do, Mega Diaper Babies, The Santa Experience, Mother's Day, a Rugrats Passover. And then other episodes nominated but didn't move on was Phil and Lil Double Trouble, Toy Palace, The Inside Story, The Bank Trick, Chucky's Wonderful Life, Real or Robots, Driving Miss Angelica, Visitors from Outer Space, Case of the Missing Rugrats, Dummy Bear, Dinner Disaster, America's Wackiest Home, Video- Home Movies, Sour Pickles, Slumber Party, Word of the Day, The Alien, Tooth or Dare, No More Cookies, Music, and At the Movies. Mm. <laughs> a, lot. a lot of episodes. Yeah, uh, a lot of love for uh, a lot of love for Rugrats, yeah. and um, maybe a little bit more here. Shall we hear from our uh, pal Cameron? Yeah, let's. Hi there, Gut Buckets. As for the question of what episode really made the '90s for me, I would have to say Chucky's Wonderful Life from Rugrats. I remember watching this on TV the most, and especially since I had one of the VHSs. So I remember that episode. And also, this is an episode that introduced me to the whole It's a Wonderful Life scenario. In fact, just recently, I did watch the real thing, and it's kind of depressing. But anyways... um. The reason why this stuck out to me the most is because of how important a character Chucky is to all of the people and everyone he knows. Like, Chaz just has, like, this really run-down life to the point where he lives alone as a hermit and is even talking to a sock and Phil and Lil just end up being reckless troublemakers to where his parents are now just in complete disarray. And I think the worst of them all was probably as much as his dad was Tommy, because now that Angelica has ruled over uh, Tommy, now he's just a defenseless baby. And it goes to show that how much of a character Chucky is and how he was actually Tommy's... Uh, partner like how much of backup he has when Tommy's around and I felt that some of the words that Angelica said earlier are just really really brutal telling him that that Chucky is the sort of person that just gets into people's way and if you took that out of context I think it would be a much much serious and darker issue and i know she's just three year old but man those words are just brutal this is like straight up bullying 101 but 
anyways, um, I just find it very nostalgic every time I watch it, and, um, yeah, pretty much that's all I got about this episode, so, um, thank you so much for asking me, and I hope to respond again soon. Thanks, Very Cameron. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a little, I think our first Rugrat shout out yeah. from a fan. Yeah. Uh, that is a great episode. Yeah. And a lot of good points. Um, I think Chucky is that character that's like kind of uh, underappreciated, maybe. Yeah. Um, and they kind of, sh- I mean, not as a character to the show, but like by the other characters oh, I see. in the yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's a good, uh, you know, did good at. Giving him a... Give him a moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then, do we want to do one more listener letter? Sure. This one's from Bob. Uh, He says, hey, gut buckets. I'll go with that greeting since Melissa essentially reprimanded me for using (laughs) blowholes last time I wrote. (laughs) Uh, Perhaps I answered the call to talk about my favorite Nickelodeon episode ever with more confidence than foresight. I had an episode in mind almost immediately, but then partial memories of shows that brought me joy started swooping in and jousting for me to consider. On a different day, there's surely an episode of Clarissa Explains It All, or Are You Afraid of the Dark, or Doug that could take the crown. I also was skeptical of picking this one because it has been mentioned so much on the pod. I wanted to be different and cool, but I just couldn't shake this episode off. It's vacant lot. Ah, he's with Max. Yeah. Mm. I really hope no one else picks it. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) But I know someone will. So I'll do my best to describe what I love about it here and hope it's a unique perspective. What I love most is that they go out and do something. They don't wait for the adults. They do it. When I was a kid, I had a little bit of that drive in me, but never the freedom to just take over an empty chunk of dilapidated property and make it my own. We did, however, build a serious treehouse in the woods behind my house, and a lot of the ambition for that came from watching Vacant Lot, and to be fair, the desire to have a hidden stash of stuff like Budnick's trunk. (laughs) (laughs) The city seemed to me, weirdly, both neatly organized and essentially lawless at the same time. You could just mark this open lot as your own? Awesome. (laughs) It fits so neatly between these other two buildings, which make the perfect angles for foul lines. Amazing. (laughs) Anyway, the most memorable moments for me are are as follows. Please note, this is all from memory. I had Hulu for a while, but their customer service was so bad, I will never pay for it again, so I can't watch the episode. (laughs) When they first walk past the vacant lot, and they have the moment of realization, this is it. I also believe it's a great Arnold Gerald special thumb wiggle handshake moment. Oh, one of my favorites, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Two, when they decide to call it Gerald Field. I was happy for Gerald. And that, was, that is a great yeah. little moment. That whole sequence of them discovering it, yeah. naming after Gerald. Number three, I loved how they had double, triple, and home run painted on the wall of the building next to the lot. I always thought that was so smart. Note, I'm pretty sure this happened. I can't remember for sure, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. And sure. I always thought the same thing. It's like, that's interesting. That they. Yeah, just using your surroundings yeah. uh, as you needed. Uh, four, the funniest moment that I can recall is when the adults have all their crap there and the batter's box is inside someone's garden or plants <laughs> or something and Gerald keeps calling strikes. Yeah. Five, play ball, play ball, play ball. <laughs> Will you be quiet? And finally, the best moment of the episode, 
Six, when the kids dump all the garbage back on the field. I think Gerald says something like, if you want it, you can have it just the way we found it. Oh, yeah. Dump. <laughs> Hell yeah, you tell him, Gerald. The only downside is that I don't think there's a lot of time spent in Arnold's room. It doesn't change my opinion of the episode itself, but that was such a big deal for me back then, it has to be mentioned. There are so many things to love about this episode, though. The big thing for me is the improvisation employed to make the first iteration of Gerald Field. I just love that. Plus, all of the kids get involved. They work together and they build something great. It's a truly fantastic episode. Maybe next year, or a few months from now, or whenever the VOC podcast discussion works its way back, back to all-time favorite episodes again, I might have a different one to offer. As of today, though, the first one and probably the most accurate one for me is Hey Arnold's Vacant Lot. Keep up the great work. Yeah. Really uh, nice. Yeah. Hit on some of the same kind of things there that he liked about it as Max. Yeah. Which is kind of kids making something out of nothing, and then the adults kind of getting involved and making a mess, but fixing yeah. it for the kids. And all those little moments in between in yeah. that episode really yeah. make it. And I, I like he pointed out just that, like, it's in a city, but it feels kind of, I don't know, just this little corner in a city yeah. that could be used for something yeah. like that. I felt, as a kid who didn't, we grew up near a city, but not like New York City, yeah. it felt kind of possible. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it, it is surreal, that look of that uh, lot yeah. in between those buildings. Maybe. For sure. Cool. Uh, well, thank you, uh, uh, Bob. Always, always a pleasure. Uh, but that leads us through into our last um, Nickelodeon show, uh, and the one that received by far the most votes of any show uh, discussed. What is it? <laughs> it's going to be Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold. Wow. Yeah. Most votes. Most votes, yep. Well, the top four Hey Arnold episodes were Pigeon Man, Arnold's prized pigeon takes ill, and only one person can help the creepy, recluse pigeon man. But when Arnold visits him in his rooftop roost, he finds they're birds of a feather. (laughs) Uh, Arnold's Christmas. When Arnold receives Mr. Wynn's name in the boarding house's annual Secret Santa draw, he decides to make it the most special Christmas ever for the lonely boarder and tries to reunite Mr. Wynn with his long-lost daughter. Meanwhile, Helga agonizes over what would make the perfect present for Arnold. Stoop Kid Gerald tells the legend of Stoop Kid, a kid who lives on his stoop and harasses the passers-by without ever leaving. When Arnold proves Stoop Kid's afraid to leave his stoop, he feels sorry for him and helps him to overcome his fears. In the end, Stoop Kid leaves his stoop but continues to stay there and harass people on and off his stoop. And finally, the vacant lot. Arnold and the gang clean up a vacant lot so that they can have a baseball field. <laughs> Simple perfect. as that. Yep, perfect. Um, Alright, well, what is our winner for Hey Arnold? The winner is Stoop Kid with 39%. right you this is my stoop he's still there I-, I can't believe it i only fell asleep for about an hour i told you arnold stoop kid never leaves a stoop <sighs> face it arnold you're never gonna get your football back i just don't hey wait a second i got it what if i just sneak up when he's not looking grab the football and run are you crazy he'll just chase you down and pulverize you how can he if he never leaves his stoop. 
Arnold, you're bold. Bold and crazy. Just back me up, okay? Okay, I'll be right behind you. Hey, walk around! Keep your eyes off my stoop, old man. <laughs> That's right. And watch where you're sticking that cane. Um, not surprising to me. No. Uh, great episode. Yep. Probably the most, I mean, man. I think it's probably It might famous. be, yeah, okay. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I think probably. Yeah. Um, man, we, I hope we talk about this episode, like, you know, in full yeah. at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's worth that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, just really memorable, the character, uh, Plus Budnick's voice. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> looks kind of like Budnick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just the uh, the premise of this is great. This kid that will never get off of his stoop. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's so simple, but yeah, for sure. Um, is Stoop Kid your pick of those four? It is not actually. Uh, I went with the vacant lot. Uh, love it. Yep. Just something about that man, and even even me not like having a like really close connection with baseballs like i still love that episode yeah i don't know i'm with you uh, that'd be my pick too the bacon yeah. lot um arnold's christmas is one i think we've also been kind of wanting to get around to yeah. i'm sure we will some december and then uh pigeon man interestingly enough um pigeon man was tied for the fewest votes of any show wow um in the whole thing uh so <sighs> as far as making it to final four yeah. um pigeon man was tied with Hey Dude's double date for the least <laughs> amount of votes received. So it made it to the final four, but um, I guess just those other three episodes might just be so good yeah. that people just weren't yeah. interested in picking it. So, But it is a great episode. It is. Yeah, yeah I was shocked to see that. Uh, other episodes that got close, uh, very close, was The List. Uh, the li- uh, it came yeah. down to The List and, I believe, Pigeon Man mm. uh, to make it to the final four. Um, other close ones was Helga on the Couch. Arnold's Halloween, Headless Cabbie, Helga's Love Potion, False Alarm, Haunted Train, What's Opera, Arnold, and uh, Cecily. Uh, and then other episodes that got close, but not quite, uh, Lockjaw, Arnold's Bar Mitzvah, Dangerous Lumber, Helga's Parrot Wish, Door Number 16, Curly Snaps, Cool Jerk, The Old Building, World Records, Four-Eyed Jack, Married, um... Mr. Wynn Goes Country, Baby Oscar, Ghost Bride, Helga's Counseling Session, The Journal, Gerald Moves Out, Annex Comes Home, Helga's Boyfriend, Spelling Bee, Field Trip, Friday the 13th, Save the Tree, New Teacher, Downtown is Fruits, and Longest Monday. (laughs) Yeah, people really love Arnold. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, our big winner there is Stoop Kid. Um, It deserves. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and we have um, another recording here. Should we hear from Vince yeah. or Vincenzo? Or... <laughs> we, we never know, but uh, here he is. Hey there, Gut Buckets. It's me, Vince. First off, I want to give a big shout out to Joey and Andrew, not only for putting this podcast together every week, 
but for inviting me to share my thoughts on what I would select as my absolute favorite episode of 90s Nick. This is a hard decision. How do I describe it? Hmm. You know when you're the next car in a drive-thru and you have no clue what to order and you feel the pressure rising? That times 10 is how I felt making my selection at times. I must have written dozens of episodes down from a variety of shows. And even when I picked one, I had to go right back and change it. We're talking episodes ranging from Rugrats and Doug to Pete and Pete, Hey Arnold, Keenan and Kel, Rocco, Spongebob, and of course, my favorite, Are You Afraid of the Dark? I hate to say it, but even Space Cases and Hey Dude crossed my mind. Yes, you heard that correct. Space Cases. After careful deliberation, I have selected my absolute favorite episode of 90s Nick. I am going to have to give that honor to Wienerville, the Hanukkah special. Sorry, I lied. I just wanted to see if I could trigger somebody on the panel with that one. <laughs> Seriously, my absolute favorite episode of 90s Nick is going to be Arnold's Christmas from Hey Arnold Season 1, originally aired December 11th, 1996. This episode always stuck out at me in that it's a cartoon that really touches on adult topics. In particular, the backstory of Mr. Wynn, who we see evacuating Saigon during the Vietnam War, and saves his daughter by placing her in the final escape helicopter. This episode touches on so many emotions. You have your fun, light-hearted moments, and then there are some pretty sad, gut-wrenching moments. Some moments I don't even think would air in a children's television show today. I have to say, as a kid watching this, this episode actually conveyed to me what Christmas and the holiday season was all about. Up until then, it was all about presents and school vacations and... All, well, now don't get me wrong, that stuff was still awesome. But it definitely told me how lucky I was growing up without a war around me. What family and friendship means, helping others and placing good karma out in the world. To this day, the look on Mr. Wynn's face when he is reunited with his daughter still gets me. And I don't think they make television like this on Nickelodeon anymore. And there you have it. That is my pick. Arnold's Christmas. Wow. Thanks, Vince. Yeah. Um, man, a great pick. Um, it's like, I know the episode and I know that it's good, but hearing somebody talk about it, like all these episodes really... Yeah, pointing out what is powerful. Yes. Or like gives it staying power. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, Oh, that that moment with Mr. Wynn where the where the reunited yeah. is just overwhelming. Yeah, yeah really good. Um, and he's right, like that. Uh, just the subject matter of that episode, like it's serious, but it's not so much that a kid can't no. process yeah. that, you know. But it is more than I think a lot of kid shows are doing today. It's weird. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you, Vince. And that leaves our last category. Uh, hey Arnold did receive the most votes for Nick show, but, uh, our big orange couch, favorite big orange couch episode got the most votes of any of them. So, uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, and that was narrowed down to four episodes. So your favorite big orange couch, uh, was narrowed down to dreams, Nick lineup where Andrew and I, and we call Kevin, uh, to go over our, what our two hour block for Snick would be if it was our pick. (laughs) 
Uh, we also have favorite Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes uh, with we, you, you and I gave our list and yeah. Kevin and Melissa just you know chatted with yeah. us. Uh, we have favorite game shows, which we did with Max. Uh, it was a lot of fun and resulted in, um, and Chris, we called Chris on that episode and resulted in, of course, our famous agro-cag <laughs> discussion. Uh, and then finally, our interview with Will McRobb, the creator of Pete and Pete and Kablam and a whole bunch of really good stuff, uh, which was our first interview we did. Um, so those were the four, and the winner is Dream Snick Lineup. Wow. Which was the winner last year, uh, won with 49%, so pretty pretty yeah. uh, strong win there. And it was our winner last year when we did our kind of our award show thing. Yeah. Um, so people just liked that episode. Uh, or maybe the scenario of creating yeah. a SNCC lineup. Yeah. yeah. I certainly enjoyed doing that. Like, yeah. one of my favorite things, uh, trying to figure out what that lineup was going <laughs> to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I... I Think that's a great pick. <laughs> yeah. I Personally. think at the time we did we did the lineup as far as what show we'd pick, yeah. like, but we didn't pick a specific show. Ah. And I wonder if it would be fun to do like a part two where we actually have to pick the that's, episode. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> you know, they they release those <laughs> yeah. kind of those snick tapes. Yes, Ooh. your own snick tape. Your own yeah. snick tape. <laughs> I like the sound of it. Um. So, uh, I'm not gonna say which is my favorite really in this yeah, case yeah. so we we appreciate you guys chiming in there um also nominated um was close was year in review 1993 and then right in episode salute your shorts oh, with kevin nice uh, yeah so that's cool and then other episodes nominated was our episode review of vacant lot our episode mm. review of turkey day uh year in review mm. 1991 and 1992 um our episode review of doug's bad trip our Dark Dragon versus Vacant Lot episode, our Crimson Clown versus Laughing in the Dark episode, Things That Define the 90s, Dream Nick Family, our Mitchell Kriegman interview, our interview with DJ McHale, uh, Dream Nick at Night lineup, Favorite Acquired Shows, Favorite Opening Credits, Write an Episode Rocco, Write an Episode uh, Halloween, Write an Episode Keenan and Kel, our Nickelodeon Awards, and Favorite Theme Song. All the way back at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And that wraps it up, uh, listeners. Favorite episodes. Yeah, it's really, and... really something. <laughs> yeah, hundred episodes. Um, yeah. Do you? Um, I. Do you remember our first conversation about doing this podcast? Um, I think so. Well, I don't know if it's the very first, but I remember multiple early conversations uh-huh. about it. Yeah. Um. Are you looking for something specific? The one I remember is that we were at a Mexican restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember telling you about um, an, a podcast I was enjoying, Twilight, yeah. a Twilight Zone-based podcast, and just going, you know, we could do that with Pete and Pete, and then eventually just kind of deciding to go wider. We, we've said, we've told, we've spoken about that before, but it uh, seems kind of crazy to be at 100 and still gaining momentum. Yeah. Like, you know possibly doing 100 yeah. more that was never really in my head yeah no no absolutely not uh, i thought like maybe we get in the 30s or yeah. something <laughs> um so it's really something yeah it's really been a good time i mean and I've uh really had fun just hearing from all the different people that are into this stuff still and yeah. appreciate it and yeah um, it's just I, fun connecting with people about this you know i think one of the things for the 100th episode is that I think the thing that has stood out to you the most is that people do want to like talk about this and kind of converse yeah. and email us or 
whatever it might be, tweet at us. Um, it's really been cool to hear kind of all this feedback. And so better than you and I sitting here and eventually we will, I'm sure, go over our favorite episodes is much, much more fun to see kind of what the consensus yeah. is amongst these fans. Definitely. Uh, of 90s Nickelodeon. So uh, really cool to talk about. Uh, we're going to get back to our regular routine in the weeks coming here. We haven't done, I, we did a ton of fan letters today, but we were really backtracked on letters all the way from like year in review 2018. <laughs> so we're going to try to catch up on some of that stuff. Um, and word around town is we have a new secret message from Sean for our next episode. Uh, so we said we were hoping to kind of start looking at some of the episodes that made it to uh, the finals here. Yeah. And uh, we realized we haven't talked about this show in a while. So what are we doing next? Uh, next week we're going to be talking Clarissa Explains It All Again, mm-hmm. finally. Uh, the episode Cool Dad. Ah, yes. Mm. One, of the, <laughs> one of the favorites. Yep. Uh, and it really is, what I remember of it is great. Yeah. And I can't wait to revisit it. Same, same. Yeah, it'll be good. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter at BOC Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us, as all these fine people did today, at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, or you can hear us on Podbean, or you can hear us on iTunes. Leaving a review on iTunes helps other people uh, find us, and if they find us, they get to uh, listen to 100 episodes. <laughs> so uh, leave us a review. We'd like to give a shout-out to the people who have most recently left us uh, a review, and that would be uh, AnnaCat728, uh, Colorado Guy, and M. Palmer. Uh, all three left really like heartwarming we don't read the itunes reviews on here but if you they'll make your heart warm <laughs> so we we really appreciate those thoughts uh, we really appreciate everybody sticking with us for 100 episodes yeah and uh, hopefully there's a hundred more to enjoy yeah um and thanks so much to everybody who wrote in and called yeah. and yeah. just got involved and yeah. yeah it's been great because in the end we're kind of asking them to do a little work for yeah. us yeah and uh <laughs> It's nice to have a community of people who want to do that. For sure. Yeah. Well, uh, we hope to see you all next time.
Um, Clarissa? It's been a while. It's been about a year. Um, Oh, there's some good ones. Should we just try to do Cool Dad? Or Total TV? Um, I've been to one of those. Cool Dad, I guess. Okay. I feel like I want to see it. Yeah. Um, I'll just restart the whole thing.